All right. Yep. Welcome to another edition of the season preview podcast. This time, Trent Deerich and I will be previewing the 2011 Skyline season. Deerich, Trent, how are you guys? Doing good. We're, doing good. We're both pumped. We're both ready yep. to talk about the Atlantic. We're ready to talk about everybody. Let's get this show going. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm just excited for some baseball. I mean, this, seeing that seeing those scores come up in my uh, in my score channel the other day, that just made me feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside. <clears throat> well, that disturbs me, but we'll move on from there. Uh, you guys want to just jump right in? I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, last year we started on the East Coast. This year we're going to start on the West Coast. Going to start in the Pacific, and I am going to shut up as we talk about last year's Pacific champion, California Angels. Uh, regular season champion. Yes, regular regular season. Won exactly wins. zero playoff series. Uh, Angels are good, as always. And we were just talking before we started recording that this offseason as a whole feels kind of quiet. Angels... Even by their standards, are quiet, but they are. Uh, we're one of the more active teams in the offseason. They went out and got Josh Wedgwood in free agency. I think, Jake, what's that deal? About twenty million for a year? Uh, I believe that was nineteen million for one year. Okay. And the other notables uh, brought in Jimmy Wagner. The Super Pen dream lives on. And uh, a huge trade where he sent out uh, some pocket lint and and. Crushed up can of Mountain Dew to San Diego <laughs> for a guy named Brian Salmonen, who, if you don't know, you're going to know. He's pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, Those are the three big additions. Wedgwood, Wagner, Salmonen. Yeah, this team's good. Uh, I mean, I think they're fine. A catcher, Jeremy Reese, is one of the best first basemen in the game. Is Tipsward playing second full-time, Jacob? Uh, that's, uh, so as of now, he is going to DH against righties and he'll be playing second base against lefties. Fair enough. Uh, Jorge Rivera got hurt week one, uh, against righties. He'll slide into that second base spot. Tipsword will kick to DH and then Rivera will play third base against lefties with Salmon probably hitting the bench. So Salmon is not going to play against, uh, against lefties, you think? I mean, he's a switch hitter, but if you look at his splits against lefties, it's it's not pretty. It's uh, pretty he's got bad. Fifty-five power, but nothing. Everything else is at forty-five. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. Something helps about you know, he's going to be hitting from the right side against. He's going to be hitting from the right side, but I the also right have another. Or, yeah, but I also have Tip Sword and Rivera, who are also righties and hit lefties better. It it'll come together. It'll come to fruition at, during the year, but but uh, but yeah, no, this team's good. I think they're going to hit better even than last year because I, I think they're too. I think they're better offensively than they were last year. We started off hitting so poorly last year. Yeah, um, the offense is ins- indisputably better. Wedgwood and Salmonen is big old upgrade. Yep, they got rid of that black hole earwood. They also and- got rid of that black hole uh, Garza, the closer. So <laughs> yeah, he's finally no longer an angel. Yes, but they but the angels. Didn't get this for free. They did give up Mark Scruggs. Uh, that was the result of the Jimmy Wagner deal. Sent Scruggs and Cobby Sh- Spillerperud. Shilperord. Shilperud. Cobby. Uh, Cobby, yeah, Cobby. Sent him to Montreal for Wagner. Uh, losing Scruggs sucks, but that's really the only loss of this team. 
they don't need Scruggs to begin with. They have five or six starters still. So, whatever. Yeah, yeah. my 13-year-old uh, likes to poke around on the sky when he uh, eats his breakfast. And uh, he's like, show me Jake's team. And he was on there for 10 seconds. He's like, he has good pitchers. <laughs> he's 13 years old. So I share that story to make Jake happy. Um, and he loves OOTP. Uh, but he, uh, th- this team's built around the pitching staff, obviously. Um, and I don't, if anything, I think they're going to be better this year. You get a whole year of De La Cruz, who was hurt a lot last year. I mean, they're, they're legit. I mean, you hope you get a whole year of De La Cruz. Right. Six and De La Cruz 11, is so young. Six you never know. If... starts last year. Oh, well. It was, he was actually kind of, it's surprisingly underwhelming by a lot of these advanced metrics. You know, the ERA is awesome, but uh, he only gave you a war and a half for a third of a year. Out of 11 starts, so multiply that by three, that gives me about four war for what he's making. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. But he's also a guy whose OSA has rated in the top six best pitchers in the game. That's kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I don't know for a top six guy. Still, uh, old hand Arturo Aguilar has fallen a bit in those OSA ratings. He's still getting that opening. He's still getting that opening day baseball. Oh, well, well, I would why wouldn't he? So. I would yeah. hope so. Yeah, I think Taylor Cruz is good. Um, I'm a little worried about the two five seven BABIP last year. That's that's it's not sustainable. Um, but uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, this team is really good. There's not a lot else to say. Yeah. I mean. They didn't really do a lot except to uh, trade pitching for a little bit of bullpen, uh, make the trade of, you know, some sunflower seeds and, you know, rice left over from the wedding Jake went to over the summer to San Diego for Salmon. And, and that's about it, right? Picked up Wedgwood. Um, so, I mean, there's not much to say, but that doesn't mean this team's not good because that's not true at all. This team's really good. So yeah. on, on that Salmon trade, I'm not going to say how much, but I did end up giving San Diego more than what we had originally agreed to because I felt like I was giving up nowhere near enough. And I still did probably didn't give up anywhere near enough. This what your but, guarantee you did not, yes. Um, so we did end up giving up more than what was originally agreed to. You know what else about this deal? Is you got this kid named Kevin Beal. The guy's pretty fucking good. He's like the, the throw-in, the 25-year-old reliever, mm-hmm. but he's a 70-movement guy. And there's not oh, a lot yeah. of guys in the league that way. Take, take a look at what he did in that first spring training outing. Um, it wasn't yeah, pretty. So he got rocked. He gave up five <laughs> runs, recorded one out, but who cares? Uh, he's uh, just uh, just because he was in San Diego, he spent the last two years in the majors. Uh, he's going to probably spend most of this year in AAA. Um, but the other the other pitching acquisition that we had this year, this guy was buried as a starting pitcher. Uh, so we replaced Garza and replaced him with probably just as frustrating Steve Tingle. Oh, yeah. Mr. Big Dipper. That was interesting. I mean, so when I was looking at free agency, I saw he, he was a 40 overall starting pitcher. I looked at what he was as a reliever and jumped to 70. So I'm like, mil five, I'll take a chance on it. Yeah, it's, it's a good sign. Oh, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a low risk, high reward deal um, in between. Him, Wagner, and Vines at the back end, if any of them play anywhere close to their potential. That's, the Vines won reliever of the year last year. Wagner, I believe, was, was third in the East. 
And then you've got Tingle, who just has the ratings. Well, the problem, Steve Tingle pitched pretty well for Chicago Tingle? last year. The only problem was he got hurt. That's it. The Steve only thing Tingle, he did wrong was got hurt. He's always pitched good when he comes out of the bullpen. Uh, all those years where his ERA looks like shit. He was a starter. He started like a few games. last The year before, 09. He only came out of the bullpen four times, and he was really good in those four. And you can just see the difference in K's through nine because OSA still has him with a 55 potential changeup. I love the optimism. It's not coming in. <laughs> yeah, it, that ship sailed. Can you can you imagine seeing this guy and saying, I'm going to pay him $8 million a year for five years to become a starting pitcher? I wonder who did that. So Man, ridiculous. Trent, you're crazy. So ridiculous. Do you remember there was that was a rampant bidding war on Steve Tingle? Mm-hmm. So he was someone that, that was got really fun. He he hit free agency. I believe he was released or something. He wasn't given arbitration, but he just hit free agency early. In my defense, the guy that I got in trade for Tingle from Chicago is a starter in the sky, Jose Perez, guy in left field. For me, so but did you also have to retain on Tingle? I did have to retain on Tingle. That, that that's my only defense. I don't have another defense. Yeah, he it was did a risk. Hit, I think he did hit free agency early because San Diego just decided to release him for no reason. Didn't offer him arbitration. Yeah, I think his arbitration couldn't have been more than like eight hundred k because he was dog shit starting in San Diego. He's got the weirdest career in like human history. He is just a weird dude, but I hope that he finds himself in California. It's not a terrible park to pitch in. He might be all right. Yeah. I I think he's going to be good. If he comes out of the pen, he'll be all right. 2004 came out of the bullpen all year for San Diego was great. San San Diego moved him to the rotation, got schlacked all year, sucked. And apparently he just forgot that this is a bullpen guy. Because he didn't offer them that tiny arbitration. Terrible. And again, you can just see it in the K's through nine. You can see that 2004 is a reliever, 10.2 K's through nine. Comes a starter, that drops all the way to 5.7. Yeah. Just That's what another... happens when you don't have that third pitch. San Diego, you made a big mistake. Trent, you also kind of made a big mistake, but sort of. And Jake's going to reap the benefits for some chump change. Before we move on, I just want to I just want to say this to to Justin Ross. You're going to have every opportunity to do whatever you want in my system. Every opportunity. Women, drugs, rock and roll, anything you want, Justin, you can have it. Pretty much. Yeah. Where's Where's he going to play? He's going to be in rookie ball next year. He's going to be in rookie ball. Uh, he only because of that uh, triceps injury didn't really get a lot of time, but. He's gonna he's gonna start at third base. We're gonna have a six man rotation. He's gonna get yeah. every opportunity to play in rookie ball. I can't imagine trying to trade for an eighteen year old who's already has an injury history, who's just playing both sides of the ball. Oh, it, that that deal was one hundred percent risky. And we didn't mention I I gave a second rounder as well to Montreal. Yeah, it's a bad. It was a bad trade. Um, <laughs> I yeah. don't. If I wanted to help my major league roster, I probably could have. I know that you had Meacham available. But at the same time, Ross is my guy. He's my guy. I knew what I wanted, and I got Wagner as well. Well, I would have charged you a lot more than San Diego charged you for Salmonen, so I think you probably made the right move. That's also fair. And then the other thing is that Scruggs is going to be 30 by the time opening day hits next year. You see what you see the contract he got from Montreal. I wasn't going to pay him that. 
we'll get there because I'm ready to talk to him. We'll we'll talk about that contract. Um, any anything else to talk about in the uh, in the in the land of Disney Stadium? I, I, think, I think I think they win the division. I think they're really good. I think they I think they win it comfortably. Uh, Salmonin and Rivera, I think they're both gonna have monster years. Um, yep. Yeah, Rivera's. It took it took me I think a month last year to realize that Rivera was an everyday player, and after that he played in. Took me a week. I think yeah, it took me a week. And after that week, I'm like, yeah, Rivera's playing every day. Ended up starting 152 games and playing in 153. Yeah, I think he's going to take a, a big leap this year. Sometimes oh, it just takes a couple of years for those guys to. He's always been someone that OSA's like more than my scout, and OSA's been right about him. So we're gonna we're gonna keep that up. All right. Next, he, he, he's dinged up now, but he'll be all right. So that brings us to the other team in Southern. Uh, well, I guess there are three teams in Southern California. The other good team in Southern California, Los Angeles Dodgers. Very, very quiet for the commissioner. Uh, had two acquisitions: John Ford in a trade, and the fourth outfielder and captain Jimmy Demlo acquired in free agency. I uh, lost a couple people on the pitching side: Phil Saunders, Jake Seuss, who's still sitting out there in free agency, as well as pitchers Jaden Burtz, Jamie Teague. Luis Agostito, catcher Alex Hank, and big Jody Jackson. Uh, Jody Jackson was sent to Colorado for a rookie ball pitcher. John Ford was acquired for a second and fifth round pick. And Phil Saunders was sent out to Cincinnati for seventh and eighth rounders. This team finished second in the Pacific last year. What, uh, what do we see with this team this year? I think they're going to be... Uh... I mean, they're basically the same team. I think um, they're still pretty good. Yeah, I'll this say this: is that, be a... that it's it's a new pitching staff. It's it's mostly the same team, but they lost Seuss. They lost Saunders. Well, those he was going to be. got to replace those guys. He was going to be gone anyway because he was hurt. So, I mean, either way, they didn't have Saunders this year. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a full year of Case and Green last year. Uh, I'm not super worried about this rotation. Um, Seuss was pretty much a non-factor. Saunders was good, but whatever, he got hurt. I actually think that was a nice, nice to get something for Phil Saunders. Uh, you know, he's going to be dead, dead fifteen million dollars on the books this year. I always thought that I, I always thought he was a little overrated. I, that was a shrewd move by by uh, the commission, I think. I, I was surprised that I was surprised he did not need to at- attach anything to Saunders to get rid of him. Yep. Or keep salary or something. That was a weird trade. I mean, yeah, I guess it is, but you got to say like, I'd be okay with paying Saunders fifteen million next year. I don't want to pay him this year, but if I have the money, okay. We can get to that when we talk Cincinnati, the crazy Reds, Cincy Met. Uh. Yeah. So I guess yeah. the big, the biggest, most interesting thing that happened to the Dodgers uh, is trading for John Ford the reliever from Miami last year. And he gave up kind of a, a decent chunk. Giving up a second for a closer always feels like a lot, but I, I think John Ford was the best closer in baseball last year. It was either and him he or was, and He wasn't yeah. even a closer. Yeah, he, sorry, he, he was, best reliever in baseball. Yeah. But we talk about those Akbar and Basinger, their war, seeing like three and a half war, four war sometimes for a reliever. That's nuts. Ford had three last year, and Ford only pitched 58 innings. Uh, like, war per inning is fucking insane. He's the best pitcher in the league. Just small, only 60 inning sample size. 
And he's locked up for five years. Uh, I like this move a lot from from Michael. I think they're just better. I thought I, I was wrong. It wasn't Jimmy Wagner that finished third. It was John Ford who got seven first place votes for Eastern Region Reliever of the Year in a conference that in a in a region that had Ackburn Basinger. And you Ford know, had seven votes. If he had forty saves instead of two, he would have won. I think. He was that good last year. 15.7 Ks through nine, only three walks. You you look at the splits. He's just as good against lefties as he is righties. And the, he, was the, he was the big question mark in free agency last year. No one knew what to expect out of John Ford after a very abysmal tenure in Vegas, where mm-hmm. over three years, an ERA over five, only half war. And when Miami signed him to a five-year deal, no one, no one knew what to expect. And then he goes out and makes makes up for that contract and, and more. Yeah, it's it's a weird move from Jay, uh, more than anything. It's like making this big long term investment uh, into Ford. It's a high risk, high reward move because it's five years, and it totally paid off. And then he just tried to he just cut bait and took a second rounder. But at that, the was same an, time, that was another one of those guys that got signed just because of the ratings. I mean, well, it was the right move. Yeah. I mean, again, do you think that again Miami sees what's going on in the, in the Atlantic? They see Atlanta. They see Atlanta. They see Pittsburgh. They see potentially Cincinnati. Do they think this is the perfect time to sell high? I hope not. This is a team that made the playoffs last year and swept Pittsburgh. They should be optimistic. Oh uh, yeah, they've got four pitchers of OSA fifty-five plus, and then a fifth at fifty. Yeah, who was a four-war guy last year. Ditching John Ford is a weird move for Miami. Great move for the L.A. Um, it also a lot gives them some flexibility because they have uh, Morikawa, who was their closer last year, was good out of the pen, but it looks like he's making the transition to the rotation. And the so, same with Valancourt, who has spent most of the year going between the, the bullpen and the rotation. Looks like he's going to be probably number three. It's probably going to be Phillips, then Green, and then some combination of Morikawa- Valencourt, maybe, maybe Josh Richardson, although I doubt he uh, breaks camp with the team. James Rose, maybe. Um, th- this back of the, the back of the rotation definitely has some question marks. Yeah, um, Richardson's a big X factor. I have a feeling that Michael's going to roll with him in the rotation. Um, he gave you three perfect starts in spring, got absolutely lit up the last time he was out, but he's 23. Um I think Michael's kind of impatient in general, and I think he just wants to put Richardson in, in the show. But I think he also got lit up by a very good Milwaukee team. I mean, if you look at that box score, Schumacher, Pruitt, Frichtel, and Van Santen combined for 10 hits, and then Jim Brandon add, added another two. Jeez, what a team. So since we're going to go through all 30 teams. Um, 32. 32 teams, shit. And we're talking about Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson is the first on my list of pitchers I want to talk about. There's six of them, and it's kind of weird because all six of these guys are in their mid-20s. They look really good, but they're all right-handed sidearm pitchers, which is kind of abnormal. And Richardson is looks fantastic ratings-wise. He's going to be fantastic against righties, but he's a sidearmer, and we're a lefty-heavy league. Do you think he's going to be good? 
I see those splits right now. If you throw him in the majors, no. He's going to get killed by a lefty heavy team. Yeah. You see those splits. OSA has him 40 stuff, 50 control, 55 movement. So the question is, is he ever going to be good? That's the thing. The, the floor... See, I don't know if it's the floor or the ceiling that's Bill Potts. Uh, I don't see Bill Potts much at all. But I I'm talking, I'm talking production-wise. So no production is what you're saying. Because I mean, Bill Potts has been horrible. Potts career. had one war last year. Um, against righties last year, he had 1.2 war. Against lefties, he had negative 0.1 war and gave up two home runs per nine. That well, was Potts. Richardson is uh, a top 40 prospect, 23 I mean, I years old, that, high that's ratings. The, floor. the ceiling is Nate Totten, realistically. I don't, Totten I don't think is he a right-handed sign armor. He is, and you know, we've seen right-handed side armors be good. Totten and Davin Hess is a side armor as well. But those guys have better splits against left-handed batters. They do. I believe Totten's only five less. I believe he's, yeah, he's 65... 65-60, 55-50, and 70-65. Yeah, Richardson doesn't have that. I think no. he might struggle his whole career. Uh, I'm a little worried about him, but he is my first of six right-handed side armors. I'm going to bring him up as we go. Kind of fun to watch because it's a unique archetype, and somehow we have a shit ton of them coming up right now. And in a division that has Souders and Flores there in Oakland, that's... That, that's a minefield. A Vegas team, which we can get to, that, that has six lefties projected to start. Seattle, Kinder, Galvez. I mean, they're going to go all over the league. Every division is stacked with left-handed hitting. Going to face lefties a lot. Yeah, I think I'm, I'll fence right on Richardson for now and say, I don't know that he's going to start the year with the team. I, I think he's going to end up in the minors. But but uh, but I, I'll take the over on Potts and the under on Totten, which is, you know, not exactly out on a limb, but yeah, uh, but, that's a big range, actually. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that's the floor and ceiling that we've gotten, He's that's in a the big house. house. He's going to right? be in the house at some point. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. My favorite, my favorite rookie on this team is Manny Lopez. I'm borderline obsessed with Manny Lopez. I'm a fan might, too. Uh, might be my scout's favorite, favorite prospect in the entire sky. Love him. I I like him too. He because he's a five tool player, uh, run hit. Play defense, Plays great D. All. Yep. And uh, he's right-handed to too, which is pretty cool. And he's How many right-handed stats do we have? Very few. Now, the shitty thing is the splits with Manny Lopez. Because most of the time with right-handed hitting, like Contreras or Scarf, these are, all, are all-star right-handed guys. They crush both sides, both pitchers. Yeah. Manny Lopez like, kind of looks like a guy who can only hit lefties. Which is weird, because usually we have the lefties that can only hit righties. I, I think it's going to be a bit exacerbated with Lopez. I think it's closer than the splits up here. My scout has him only five higher in contact and gap, as opposed to OSA, who has him ten higher. So I think it's a little closer than what OSA has. Regardless, I think he's going to be a guy that does hit lefties very, very well, and is going to hit righties just okay. I think he's going to be like uh, the third baseman I had last year, Juan Robles who really mashes lefties and hits right-handers well enough to stay in the lineup, right? Like, I don't think it's going to be a have-to-bench-him platoon guy against lefties because that would be a sad, sad that would be sad. story for Manny Lopez. You know what? He's so fast and so good in the field. You can play him either way. But Well, that's a good point. If he's his a defense 45 contact guy, spot, yeah. he might be a 45 contact guy against righties or 50. And 
75 against lefties. Who knows? So Steve Miller. Steve Miller got hurt. He's out for seven weeks. That opens up a spot potentially in the major league roster, especially if Riffles move. Let, let's say that Riffles on the team opening day is Manny Lopez manning center field with Guerrero uh, DHing. I sure hope not. How's he done this spring? 759 OPS. I don't know. In eight in 48 plate appearances. I think yeah, you have I to mean, de- you have to decide if you're the Dodgers and you think you can contend. I think you do it, but. I think if you're a rebuilding team, obviously you don't. Do you think he's never played in AAA? Let's not forget that. Seventy-nine games at AA with a seven thirty OPS. I think he probably starts the year at AAA. Yeah. Probably Demlo in center field, which I mean, you you can do work. You can definitely do do better than Demlo, but I mean, he's he's fine. I wouldn't be surprised if Guerrero starts in center field. Feels like he has every every year so far. Yeah, just the black hole in center field. Might as well. Minus eight point four last year. Surprised Tisdale hasn't taken over in center field yet. I don't think I think Tisdale's so fucking good and left. And I think he'd just be okay in center. So it's probably a net positive to get your twenty zone rating out of Tisdale in left field. I think I think that Manny Lopez is in triple A at the start of the year, but not for long. I think that before too long he's gonna be in LA. Do you think he's in LA uh, as in as advance of the as, in advance no. of the All-Star break, one-year yes. service time. Okay. Yep. I think he's September at the earliest. I uh, think there's a good chance he doesn't come up at all. He looks like a guy I would wait a year on. I think he meets 2012 at least. It might even be summer of 2012 is the time for Lopez. He's raw. He hasn't produced anywhere. Interesting. Uh, anything else to talk about with this Dodgers team? Nope. That brings us to the Skyline champion, Seattle Mariners. Dustin finally won one. And because of that, he's bringing back pretty much the same team. Added yeah. Nate Dodge in free agency. Lost Shamar Ellaby, Bobby Taylor, Jeremy Wanger, Sean Hutchins, Chris Palestrino, and Billy Miller. No, no really uh, big names. They sent a, a AAA catcher to Vegas. They've got five rookies. It's, it's the same team that's coming back, but it's, it's also a youth movement. Yeah. And by the way, their only acquisition, Nate Dodge, was a guy who played 2009 in Seattle. So, I mean, there's not a new face here. The thing is, you got a full year of these rookies. Full year of Rincon, full year of Galvez, full year of Ursino, full year of Scherf. And it would have been a full the year. The and it would have been a full year of Corey Owens if he hadn't gotten hurt. I know. What a killer. What a killer. Freaking post-concussion syndrome. That makes me nervous. I hope he uh, doesn't trade him. I know Dustin's considering it. Air Grab had post-concussion syndrome. Once he came back, he was fine. Yeah, eventually. Um, but, I mean, you just look at this team, and, and they hit everywhere. Felix Camacho at catcher, Arturo Flores at first. Danny Ursino, a rookie at shortstop, who was a stud in both AAA and in the sky last year. Uh, Jose Galvez, who I think we're all excited to see play. Uh, and then, of course, the, the man of the hour, Shane Kinder who was absolutely phenomenal last year. It's amazing. I remember after Dustin won it all, and congrats to him, obviously, but I went through, all these guys hit the crap out of the ball during the playoffs. All of them. Every single freaking one of them. Every <laughs> yeah. single freaking one of them. Yeah. Like you, if, you, if, if you want to be depressed about your team hitting in the postseason, go and see how all these really freaking young guys Go see how well they hit last year in the playoffs. Yeah, Arturo Flores, 904 OPS. Uh, Jose Galvez 
had a 1,037 OPS in the playoffs. I'm telling you, it's incredible. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, all my good players hit under 220. So I right. believe me, I'm well aware of how oh, fucking yeah. Even Jonathan good Miracola Justin. had a 952 OPS. In oh, the yeah. starts. There's, you won't find a bad one. Not well, a, had, it, it, unless I Travis Prophet had a 947 yeah. OPS. Everybody hit the shit out of the ball. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, I think this is a team that is going to find itself in the same situation they always do. They're going to be fighting for third or second. We're going to have like a three or four horse race for second in the Pacific. And Seattle's going to be in the thick of it with the, with the Dodgers. Just exactly what we had last year. Yeah, same thing it's, happens every year. It's nothing It's nothing new in the Pacific. I mean, Mariners, we, haven't even, we haven't even talked about their pitching. Alvarado, Price, Deering, Horn at the top. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And Scherf's, Scherf's good. Uh, I think he could be a huge difference. They're five deep. They're solid. They're the same thing. Whatever. I mean, the bullpen's going to be fine with uh, Brett Viani coming back. Again, I think he's one of the best relievers that we don't talk about. We've no, talked we, about him, but the league does not. Re- I don't think the league respects him enough. You know, because he's, he's left-handed, does he lose a little because he's a lefty? I don't I know. I mean, he loses a little, but loud, not much. But, he's yeah. 80, 75, 65 against left-handed batters, yeah, which disgusting. is insane. And then he's still 75, 55, 55 against righties. Yeah, I think right. once he gets this was he only played half the year as a closer last year, uh, and Noah had it. And Noah had it the year before. A full year at closer for Viani. He's going to get around the 40 mark. I think he'll get the respect he deserves. It's tough to get respect as a reliever pitching the seventh or eighth inning. I mean, he got some respect last year. Finished second in Western Region Reliever of the Year with nine first-place votes. Yeah, he had a real case over Vines. Um, but, and he did. But I think it also came down to the uh, the save number. All right. So I don't have much to say against about the Mariners. Uh, my last thing to say is Leo Rincon, Leo Rincon, Rincone. first based DH, Rincon or Rincon. It could be either. I knew a white guy and he pronounced it Rincon. So who knows? Uh, I think he's going to be fucking fantastic this year. Um, rookie of the year candidate. This big dude, time for me. And this dude doesn't even, this dude doesn't turn 22 until May. Yeah, I think I can't wait to watch him hit. 332 next year with with the big gaps in no i guess they're not that big but i mean safeco is a, a pitcher's park even in a pitcher's park i could see rincon is currently slated to to lead off osa has him with 60 contact 65 speed and 65 gap power that is doubles and maybe triples for days yeah and, and, he's, my and, scout's he's, a huge fan. and he's gonna be some yeah, of the best ball in play because he doesn't guy. strike out yeah i think he hits 330 and steals I think that he could steal 56 bases or something crazy. Okay, here, here's, a, here's a weird question for you. Does he steal more bases than he strikes out? Ooh. Not as Ooh. a rookie. Yeah, not as a rookie. I'm, I'm going with Trent. Okay, about how many more strikeouts does he have? He's going to strike out 68 times and steal 36 bases. Is he someone that you can see in the future stealing more bases than striking out? Absolutely. I can. I can. He's Absolutely. in the Madrigal's mold. Even the defense is Madrigal's-esque. <laughs> Madrigales, if someone is going to yell Madrigales, at me yes. That is, that is Madrigales. Okay. Uh, anything else on the 2011 Skyline Champions? Again, congratulations, Dustin, on last year's fantastic season. No, I'm good. 
which brings us to the team that he beat out in game 157, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, nothing on the trade front. Did make some free agent splashes. Sam Bone, uh, pitcher behind the plate, Gene Brinkman. The mashing Jinosuke Kasahara. And then infielders Luis Alekin, Chris Balestrino, and Matt Belcher. They lost a couple guys in free agency, a couple midseason additions. Uh, and Jeff Jacobs, Juan Robles, Eric Schoonmacher, and Luis Salazar. Uh, no real rookies note of, no trade. So, again, besides right. the, the one or two additions on the uh, free agent market, this is the same team that won... 87 games last year. And these are not free agent splashes. These are ripples at best. Uh, these guys aren't very good. He didn't Kasa- do anything. Kasahara is uh, the best platoon guy. Is the best platoon option. It's going to be ruined at AT&T, where that's where left-handed batters go to die. And I think Kasahara is already washed up. I'm really, really disappointed by... This offseason from the Giants. I sort of like this Juan Medina guy who uh, used to be with Vegas. I've always sort of liked him. He's going to be hit, another guy that he can't hit righties. And can't that, hit, can't that hit lefties. And, undoing. Yeah. That, is, that is 100% going to be this team's undoing. He can only hit against righties. Man. We, and they already the have those guys in Billy te- Buckley. The best thing this team did was sign Souders and Flores. So thumbs up to them. Got it. You're talking got about it done. the Giants. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong team. Damn it. Who the fuck is Medina? That's what I was going to We'll get there. But, I mean, this team won't be able to hit righties. If you look at who they have projected to start right, or they won't be, yeah, they won't be able to hit lefties, excuse me. Against lefties, they have projected starting lineup as an unproven Brennan Rufo, Ismael Jovel, who's probably one of their best hitters. He um, is the saving grace of this lineup. Former Angel. Uh, he was a Rule 5 pick from uh, Montreal a couple years ago. Uh, an unproven Ricky Rodriguez. An unproven... Well, Jimmy Rollins isn't unproven anymore. He's just not good. Um, uh, a right-handed Luis Enriquez and Danny Capacci. That doesn't scream world beater against lefties. They don't scream world beater against anybody. They don't scream beater. They ain't beaten. They scream world loser. This is... They won 87 last year. And we all know including uh, Matt in San Francisco, he knows that there was a fluky season. The Pythagorean record had him at 81 and 76. Ron yeah, Differential was not their friend. They had no business being in the conversation with Oakland and Seattle, but they squeaked in there. It was kind of a miracle run. So I'm really disappointed to see him not either sell some things off or say, okay, I believe in this bunch. Let me go out and get some players. Because he has assets. To, to, he has moves to make, and he Decide to stay still, and he's going to finish with the fifth best record in the Pacific, and it's going to be a what, lost year. I mean, I'm a fan of the top six in his system. That that's a solid top. There's that's a solid top five or six. In his between, yeah, in his, uh, in his farm system, yeah. Between Ricky Rodriguez, Logan Yokeel, Sean York, I'm a fan of that top six. I've always liked Ricky Rodriguez. We'll get really? a little R and R. Yep. You guys like Ricky Rodriguez, huh? Oh my god, I'm obsessed with Ricky I Rodriguez. I don't have him as high Dude. as I would say, but I think he can be a starting caliber third baseman. Oh, yeah. I think he's got no shot. He's 24, played in AAA last year for the first time, and fucking sucked it up. He sucked oh, everywhere he's gone. I'm not sure that he's sky-ready, but I, I like him a lot. As a Is he going to be... Absolutely. When, when's he going to be sky-ready? When he's 27? Eh. 
I'm not as worried about that. That's when guys come I up mean, with is, this guy. Ismael Jovell did not debut until he was 27. I am so out on Ricky Rodriguez. I can't even tell you. I'm in the rain outside. It's 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 it's, it's the hatred for third baseman. It, it is. is. It's part of that. I wouldn't hate him nearly as much if he wasn't ranked in like the top 20 every year. I think they need to go out and get a third baseman. I don't think he's the answer. Josh Cavaness. Cavaness is fine. Better than Eric Wade. Another uh, Mike Yearwood. Get oh someone. That would help a lot against their troubles against lefties. Boy, that'd be really what the doctor ordered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's a there's a, a Juan Guerrero who had two WAR last year with the Mets. I mean, looking at this, it looks like. The if you go to the offseason center, look at rumored interest. It looks like San Francisco's put out an offer for Luis Contreras. That would shake things up a bit. That would I be mean, just fine. That that would help against lefties. Wow, he's down to just asking for a one year deal. Oh yeah. And it also looks like San Francisco's sitting on about twenty three million in free agent money. Oh, yeah, when you get a... when you get rid of some of those five hundred K guys, get those down to free agency, that's probably gonna open up to about thirty, maybe twenty eight. That might be enough money for for Luis Contreras and Juan Guerrero. Shit. That that's that's, that's two right-handed batters right in that lineup. This team looks a lot different with uh, Luis Contreras on it. Yeah, at least absolutely. in my mind. I think they need to do it. I mean, Contreras fills in for Landry. I, Gabe Landry's fine, um, but I he he's a left-hand. Right now, he's a left-handed hitting Jimmy Rollins, which they don't need. Well, here's the guy I want to see them play: is Jeff Kuda. He's a right-handed center fielder. Looks pretty solid. Get him in the lineup, man. This team has lots of good outfielders, though. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. They have a lot of guys who are, like, fringe for yeah. outfielders, you know? I mean, jo- yeah. I mean, the the problem with the addition of Casajar is that means Joville has to play the field, which he should not be doing. And neither should Casajara. So. Well, I don't Casajar think they're going to do it. Casajara is the DH. Right. I don't think they're going to be doing it on the same day. But, Right. They might be platooning me, honestly. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's a DH platoon. Which is such a weird thing to do. That seems Jovel's sort of stupid because Jovell's good. But, <laughs> I know. I mean, that also brings good. in that there's that 26th man this year. So maybe that's what he's using that extra that extra spot for. Good I dude. don't know what he's doing. But I will say that I do think that the, the Luis Contreras to the Giants sounds like a match made in heaven. At least in my mind. Yeah, I think that's so. a fun fit. Let's do it. Uh, so that brings us to their pitching, where they have a whole bunch of decent pitchers. I mean, uh, you look, whatever. They have two pitchers who are good. It, uh, Greenidge and Thompson. Yeah, and Thompson's okay. Thompson's I mean, kind of fun. Thompson is he? He's yeah. That, I think that's how I describe him. He's fun. He's, so per- I, he's perfect for San Francisco. So Thompson Absolutely is perfect for San Francisco. Is also from my hometown, which Chico, is California. pretty cool. Small town. And I gotta say, I don't think we had a single black person. It was pretty funny <laughs> to see a guy named Darius Thompson from Chico. Uh, it was the Thompson never family had. down the road. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I never hung out with little Darius, but pretty cool that he's from uh, my little town. And he's done nothing but perform since he's been to the majors. He's got six plus WAR over the last two years. Uh, yeah. You bring in Greenidge, who had two point seven WAR and only eighteen starts last year. It was absolutely fantastic after coming over from the Yankees. You know, yeah, these guys are good. They then gave him a nice little three-year extension. There's nothing wrong with that salary. Yeah, I think that's uh, a great they've value. got 
Yeah, the, great value. The starter of game 157, who's pitching the game of his life until that seventh inning, Raheem Hario, on 1.5 million. Can't yeah. can't lose there. Yep. Free agent acquisition, Sam Bone, who's been fan he's been decent over the last three years. ERA wise, the the war is fantastic. We're he's waiting for him. To, we're waiting for him to get too old. It doesn't happen yet. Right. I mean, right now he's still fine. I mean, it might happen. What is that? A one-year deal? Yeah, it's yeah. just a one-year deal. He'll be all right. Especially in San Francisco, where the movement and control, or the movement doesn't hurt him as much. Yeah, but I mean, then they, do, is... they don't have a fifth starter. I guess Resendez is okay. Resend- I mean, again, it's... it's how, okay. how, what's, the, what's the talent difference between their one and five, between Greenidge and Resendez? Oh, I think it's healthy. I think Harriel and Bone are your, actually your weak links in this rotation. I could definitely see Harriel being the weak link. Last year could very well have been a mirage. I think the de- if the defense was a little better, maybe these guys would fare okay um, in San Francisco. Mike Barley. So when I was talking, when Baltimore was trying to offload Juan Shorts way back when, uh, the name that also came up was Mike Barley because that's, that's who we got back. And I, I told him, this is the beginning of the year when I didn't think San Francisco was going to be good. I told him, hit up San Francisco. Low movement, high stuff. Look at what he did when he was a closer, even in Colorado. And that's what he did. Sent him to San Francisco, and he had a hell of a year. 2.67 ERA, 15 saves, 1.6 WAR, in less than one home run per nine. Now, the question about Barley is, should he be starting? No, I think he should. I mean, you I see what he did. Look at what he did in Arizona when he was starting. He was in Arizona. That's the problem. He was in the desert. Stick him in the cold ass Bay Area. He's gonna. Not give up that many home runs. I mean, do you think you get the, you think you get the same production that you get out of Darius Thompson? I think it's not as good, but I think it's close. I don't think you take a guy that performed like that out of the bullpen. That's just my opinion. Leave him there. He's a he was a starter for a lot of his career. He's a three pitch guy. Has the stamina. Better question: Why is Cisco not in the rotation? Yeah, Bona Ayunta. Who was yeah, who, who in San Francisco for most of last year? I mean, the the bullpen's good. They bring uh, bring back Vandermeer. Um, again, it's just a lot of decent guys. Whole bunch of like, o- OSA fifty guys. Ugh, this is yeah, what teams good. that play in pitchers' parks can do with their pitching staffs. Agreed. They can do things Agreed like there. this. I think and having Thompson and it's sort of fun. Yeah, I agree. Thompson and Boni. Boni Ayunta. Yes. Cisco. And Barley, those three guys all might just be fine in San Francisco. Horrible yeah. everywhere else, but just fine. Exactly. So I, would, I would go with that. I think I would roll with both those guys in the rotation. I would not pull Barley from the bullpen, but I'm behind, I've am i always liked Cisco Bona Iunta. He'd no, be a Cis- terrible... Cisco's, he's better than Sam Veersey. He's better than Resendez. Throw him in the rotation. Probably, through, probably the f- number four guy. Yeah. Nice. But either way, I, this, he pitched 30 games from last year. The team wasn't good enough, and these these additions just aren't enough. It's Contreras or bust for them. Do, do they break five? If they sign Contreras, do they break five hundred? Oh yeah. If I they sign this, Contreras, yes. I think this team's a little better than you guys do. I mean, I, I think they're they're eighty games. I I don't see them falling off a cliff. I I definitely no. eighty games. I think is That's you, about if you right. if you play the season. Hundred times, I think seventy-five of those seasons they have eighty-plus wins. Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, what would you think about the Giants as a Chris Meacham destination? Definitely that would, interesting. That would be great. Uh, only if they send back Ricky Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, and I'll wipe my ass with them and toss them in the garbage. So let's 
cross the bay and let's go to Oakland. Uh, now we can talk about Juan Medina, another team that did nothing. Really Got little. Juan Medina yes. and a Rule 5 guy. Lost Kango, lost key bullpen guy Tyrese Peterson, lost two third basemen, and lost Jeremy Mercer. It's so the same team. It's the same team that won 86 games. It's the same team that had a Pythagorean record of 90 games. Yeah, and... He's, again, Trent mentioned this when we were talking about San Francisco. The best move this team did was locking up Souders and Flores long-term. Yep. Both got five-year deals. Both have opt-outs after the fourth year, so they can both hit free agency uh, for the 2016 season. So they'd be like 29-30. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah, Flores would be 30. Uh, Flores would be 31 for that following opening day. Satters would be... If if they would have accepted the deals, I'd have given them five years without an opt-out. Guys like Satters and Flores. But that's oh, yeah, just me. me. Well, like, even me, I gave I gave Noel an opt-out after three. You almost yeah. have to if you get those guys yeah. to accept low salaries. Right. Um, that's part but, of it. Uh, the idea that, okay, we'll give you this, but you can hit for agency a year yeah. or two. Or Silky two. has almost the exact same deal as Flores. And they're on the same timeline. Yeah. That's about right. He did a good job. I don't dislike this one Medina guy who they got to play first. But he's fine. I think he sucks. Um, that's just me. He sucks against lefties. He hits the crap out of right-handers. I mean, the, the other issue with this is that left, left-handers in, in the O.co, they're .9. They're, they're My, 10 per, they're, they have a 10% decrease, and Medina's a left-handed power hitter. Yeah. I feel like I'm nuts. Like, I look at this guy's ratings, and he just looks horrible to me. The ratings don't look out, but you also see, I mean, mind you, he was also in Vegas, but he hit 20 home runs a year while he was in Vegas. Yeah. How much of that is Vegas is probably a decent amount. Big chunk. I, I don't like this signing very much. Uh, this is kind of the same same thing I want to say about San Francisco. Your team was clearly good enough to do it, and but not good enough. Are you just banking on being better than last year? Well, I think he's banking on being the same and Pythagoras not screwing him. That's true. And you I, know what? If Tony Flores' production goes back to the way it was when he won hitter of the year, that's a huge jump. Oh, that's was like Flores was crap to start the year. Yeah, he was crap. I mean, his his final slash lines are nothing special for a guy we praise so much, a guy who's ranked number one on the OSA Top 20. I mean, if, if this team had, had, a, had, let's say, two more righties in, in a projected lineup, because against lefties, they're going to have, I think, three righties and a switch hitter. If it wasn't that, I'd tell them to go out and sign Earwood and then move Wingard back across the diamond. I love that they have Wingard uh, playing third base now. Yes. Because of that, I'd say a potential low option guy, a platoon guy at first base, Alfredo, Contr- uh, Alfredo Cardenas. He was crap last year, but you jump back to what he did 08-09. OPS over 810, but before, uh, before last year, he didn't have a year below an 800 OPS since... 2003. Man, he's just too old, I think. I think he's just hit the I mean, wall. He's, he's 33. Doesn't turn 34 until December. At the, I mean, he's a better option than than, uh, than Medina, especially against lefties. Yeah, he, he is. He is probably better than Medina. And he's pretty at, similar. at 1.3 million? I mean, if, if not him, what about someone like Mike Jacobs? I think you can go out and trade for a bunch of AAA third basemen who are going to give you better production. Caleb Willoughby? That's a good one, too. It's, I saw that uh, today. It's kind of crazy. Holterman? Willoughby's not going to be anywhere. Or a Philly favorite, Ron Lowe. I'm now, Ron Lowe, we could talk about. He's not a bad little player, actually. Ron is, could Ron Lowe be their solution? 
as weird as that is, Ron Lowe has never had an OPS plus below 100. Yeah. I mean, that's not saying much, dude. It, it, no, it, 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 whatever level he's been at, besides a six, uh, 24 game stint in 2003 in AAA, he has never had a season with an OPS plus below 100. Ever. That was, wow, the 2003 is pretty funny. He's I think never, that was his first year with Trent he's owning never him. Hurt, he's never hurt, and he hits lefties real well for a first yeah. baseman. I, don't hate, I wouldn't hate that move at all. Um, Get a 930 OPS in 142 plate appearances against left-handed hitters last year. Ron Lowe is also a guy who's kind of built to play good at Citizens Bank. Right. And not so good in the Coliseum. Correct. The, I mean, the, yeah, the it, it, at the O.Co., you kind of need a, um, a a gap guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. I wouldn't – I think Marache is even an interesting call, even though he's that a Marache, lefty. Marache, he can't hit, uh, he can't hit righties. I know, but he's just kind of a, a neat fit there. Uh, Juan Juan Herrera. Um, I mean, I'm just Dan Matheson. I mean, there there are definitely options out there. That I think we can all agree are better than. Uh, I think Andy could also take about 15 minutes, find a couple of trade candidates, send about three messages, and go get a minor league guy who's better. Yeah. Uh, TJ Next. Andy, TJ Next. Go check out my AAA team. I promise you, he'll be he's, he's better than Medina. I'm sure he is. Um, brings us to their pitching. I mean, uh, one last this thing is, on their hitting. Go ahead. Th- this team is going to be better when next year when they decline Nate Warner's team option, open up $18 million. Yes. DJ Next is actually kind of the perfect guy for this team. I know. Yeah, you got him on waivers two months ago. Yeah. And you were it. sleeping. You had priority. You dumbass. You blew it. I mean, yeah, he's the perfect guy. He's a 60 gap, 50 home run power, 50 contact guy. And he he's killed in AAA. But whatever. And yeah, you look at those splits against lefties. I, mean, I don't I, care about TJ Neck that much. We don't need to talk about it. Okay. I just am disappointed by the athletics. Go out and do something, man. Uh, I'm the, really worried about the athletics pitching staff. I think the Giants pitching staff is better than this. Oh, yeah. By miles. They have, I mean, it's the bullpen. really I think not good. The bullpen will be better. Uh, I like Chris Ortega. Um, but he's a lefty side armor against righties. Stuff is there, movement isn't there as much. Kroon White should be fine, but he's also got elbow tendonitis. He's out five to six weeks. Josh Owens has the ratings, and he was actually pretty decent last year. But you look at the pitching staff: Navarrijo, who's complete, who was fine. Um, Fernando Lipsy, that's who I was thinking about. He was complete shit last year for Oakland. Yeah, I know he pitched better in Citizens Bank. Say that out loud. Good lord. Uh, G-Ping Manny might be, in terms of stats, G-Ping Manny might be their best starter. I still think it's Navarrijo, but that's just me. I mean, Navarrijo, year and a half ago, 5.72 ERA in 11 starts. Yeah, Manny last year, Navarrijo. He was good last year. He's fine. Last year, he was fine. I mean, Manny, Manny, Manny and Navarrijo are probably their one-two, which is scary. Yeah. yeah. See, they, need, is, they need one pitcher, and they need a couple right-handed bats. And they had a fucking whole offseason to get that. I bet if you went back, listened to the podcast we did last season, we're saying the exact same shit. And they're going to have the same problem. Yeah, we were, no, the other thing we were saying is that they needed to sell off some of the, uh, some of the they outfielders need, that they had. Yeah, which, they needed to move and Santana. Instead, and instead they paid Santana six, six and a quarter in arbitration. And he was just disappointed last year. You kind of hoped that the value he would did go win, He did win Great Glove last year. Well, good for him. He's not bad. He's no, he's good. He's, he's that's bad. why you should trade him. 
Because you can bad. get a piece. And, and you can't, you can't get that for, for Nate Warner. Oh, Nate Warner's useless. Nate, Nate Warner contract needs to get declined next year. Uh, there's... There should be no reasonable oh, I, explanation I, for Nate Warner's contract being picked up. The, the, it's already decided. There's no Andy already wants rid of him, so yeah. there's no way he's going to be in Oakland A next year. So maybe maybe next year the Oakland A's look totally different because he's got an extra twenty million to play with. But right. Come on, man, do something. I mean, I I think they're going to have about twenty two million to play with next year before, but they also have guys like Wingard about to hit free agency. Um, Manrique, uh, Luis Manrique has a player option. Jeeping Manny is arbitration eligible. So depending on how much uh, Wingard is is looking for, which could be a decent haul, Wingard it looks like he's asking for seventeen million. Yikes! And he'll be twenty nine next spring training. Oh man, this is a guy who's going to get overpaid, no yep. matter what. So Even that's if it's not that, open. He's getting up with that, so that's, that's something that's going to need to be looked at. But that's a uh, that's a next season problem, maybe even a trade deadline problem if if Oakland falls out of it. He, he might be the prime rental candidate if Oakland falls out of it. Could be. I I, I don't think they're going to fall out of it. I don't. I think they could have just easily gone out and got enough to cement themselves as better than the Mariners or the Dodgers. I still think this team's. A little better than we're giving him credit for. I'm much more worried about the pitching than the hitting. Um, of course. And yeah. uh, and I don't know. It's sort of tough to be hard on Andy. I don't know how much money he has to play with. I think Not that much. it's really it's really tough out there in Oakland with the money. So so uh, I don't want to be too hard on him. But I don't have a real problem when a guy has a Pythagorean difference like Oakland did last year. Say you know what? We'll try it again. Maybe Pythagoras doesn't you know take us up the butt. So, so you know. Oakland and San Francisco didn't do anything. A Pacific team that was actually decently active, the Las Vegas Knights, went Weird. out, got Amari Dantignac, signed Peterson in free agency, uh, got Josh Hobbs and Gene Gators in a trade from Baltimore and traded for uh, catcher Chad Dills. Uh, he replaced Whitney Levick, who left in free agency, a couple other big names that left in free agency, Greg Kane, the shortstop, Gilberto Jaldin, the left fielder, and Juan Medina, who went to uh, Oakland. So that, that trade for Dantignac, uh, they sent a, a second rounder and Jamie Johnson, who was then forwarded to Washington, will get there. But they made moves. They, they went out and they made some moves. Did they make uh, 20 wins worth of moves? That I don't know. The, <laughs> I the don't lineup, think so. The lineup looks decent like it always does in, in Vegas. Um, they're not, again, just like these last couple teams, they're not going to be able to hit lefties. Yeah, that's, you know what, some of these guys... Uh, Moreno and Gators can actually hit lefties okay, I think. I, I mean, Moreno, it looks like he's OSA 50 contact against lefties. Gators is OSA f- 60 contact against lefties. It's just, not all of them are black holes. So not it's black not, holes, it's not but terrible. it's still the, the decrease in stats plus then going up against left-handed hitters. Left-handed pitchers, excuse me. Yeah, Cisneros, can't, Cisneros shouldn't see the the batter box. No, Cisneros is, is the ultimate. He ultimate is awful. Black hole. He, he but, and Soto are both guys you can't play against lefties. But 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 uh, Moreno had, I think he had a one hundred one over one hundred OPS plus against lefties last year. That'll play. That's pretty good for a left-handed hitter. Moreno, yeah, Moreno against lefties yeah. last year, eight forty-seven uh, OPS. Yeah. Two years ago, a nine hundred OPS. Thank you. That'll play. Moreno's really fucking good. He he's the best player this team has. I love. 
wandering. He's the best player in Sky that no one talks about. He's really, really good. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan. Um, don't know how I feel about everything else, though. Um, getting Dancy is nice. I think he's a good fit there. Getting Peterson's nice. Hobbs is pretty good. I said Gators is good. But and they're they're going to need to avoid the injury bug, which they have not been able to do in God knows how long. They did lose some pieces, though. Um, some important pieces. I'm mean, Pacheco. I mean, Pacheco's a name we recognize, but he was almost worth negative one war last year. He wasn't, wasn't good. He, wasn't he hurt for most of the season? I believe that was the season before. I think I think his injury was the reason that um, Chris left. <laughs> that sounds. I mean, yeah. Pacheco last year, 17 games, negative one war, six six three ERA. Still sitting out there in free agency, OSA thirty five overall. He's just not good anymore. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, kind of a shitty break. I mean, Dantignac is is we know is good. Sid Finch is yet to pitch to his potential. I hate that his name is Sid Finch. Can I bitch about that for a second? You can. Sid Finch is like. You know, it's a it's a person, it's a story anyway. Uh, it's like naming, saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna change my fucking, I'm gonna change Pat Cavelli's name to Huckleberry Finn, and us being okay with it." <laughs> Pissed me off. I don't know. I just is it better or worse that Sid Finch is black? Uh, it's he, it's better because it looks. I think he's black Puerto there. Rican actually. So looking at this, uh, you know, he is Puerto Rican. Chris liked to always change names, and for some reason the Sid Finch one just rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, was that so was a like, changed name? On. That's a changed name. It's, I, I mean, obviously it's someone. You know, the game didn't randomly spit that out. It's a old story about a a pitcher named Sid Finch. That's really strange. I did not know that was a name change. Yeah. Always. I mean, the the one two is strong. Dantignac, Finch. Um... Narcisse is an extreme ground ball guy, which helps in Vegas. Yep. Pat Roberts is the definition of average. Yeah, what a disappointment he was. 6'10", 260. That is a tall and thick drink Gotta of water. Say, you think about what Vegas had in the rotation. Chad Clam, Pat Roberts, Pachecho. We so thought good. this was like a super good rotation. They just happened. all got hurt. Um, and, this, and the guy out. who's sitting in their number six spot, uh, Rogelio Soto, looks like someone with staying power. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, the, the third best pitcher on the team. And then you look at that bullpen, and Jesus Christ, Brad Neal, Justin Scott, Juan Miramontes, Tyrese Peterson. I mean, that is as good of a uh, – Josh Hobbs, even. Yeah, I mean, they went on got Hobbs, he's good. If you can give it to the bullpen, they're fine. It's getting there. This team I, was so bad last year, though. I don't understand how they were as bad as they were, quite frankly. Me too. This was my biggest whiff of our predictions last year. I thought this was like a playoff. They're going to fight, be in the mix at least. I mean, this, what, a, what a disappointment. There are six teams in the Pacific battling it out. And as we close in on the hour mark, there's a reason we've spent so much so much time on these six teams. Is that all six of these teams are playoff contenders. Oh, fuck. I don't know. The Knights lost Kane. And that just feels and like... And they replaced him with Jerry Velas, who had Which... 2.4 war last year. Yeah. He's a I mean, dick. I, I guess he's, it... he's a disruptive negative energy guy, but he's talented. He's so yeah. good. He's so good. I mean, he had 4.7 war in AAA back in 2009. I mean, I don't so think he's, good. A, he's not as good as Greg Kane, though. I, I'm not sure. Uh, the 25-year-old Velez against Greg Kane, who had a career year last year. 
I mean, yeah, he's really good. Well, not career. He was. Yeah, I really like Brett Kane, but I would I would take Velez this year over Kane this year. I mean, especially just when produ- just as, production, you take Velez over Kane. When you this then tie only. in that when you oh, tie you that Kane's making twenty million. Yeah. All right, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to make a bet with you. I'm going to take Kane over Velas. In terms of what? I'm just going to look at war? Well, yeah, we'll war. We'll war. war it. Okay, we'll fair war. enough. Um, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be a team that, that competes for that three seed. I think they can upgrade a catcher. I'm not a fan of Nani Labari. Um, Their starters have to keep them in the game. I just like to bitch about Peterson, who, and this team does not need relievers, and they signed one, and the Phillies were the underbidder on Peterson and need relievers more than the Six million a year for two years. That's really uh, disturbing. I'll say this. I think Chad Dills is going to be the better option to catcher than Ulibarri. Dills is ready for the big time. Yeah, he's all right. Um, And we haven't even touched on uh, Caddius Amon, uh, one of the best base-dealing threats in baseball. Uh, he's going to be a free agent after this season. Going to be interesting to see how much he makes on the open market. He was really bad last year. Was he yeah. was in, he was part of the reason that they weren't good last year. He's at he's asking for eighteen million right now. And he was crap dropped, last year. Dropped for like the last three or four years. Uh, it's it's dropped. To, his OPS barely moved between oh eight and oh nine. Stolen bases went up, and I think the uh, the defense got a bit of a bump. Third base is just so weird. Yeah, th- in 2008, he was somehow minus 7.7 at third base. Uh, the, is, the rest of his career combined, he's only minus 2. That's so, unbelievable. Third yeah, that's base is really so dear for defense. I mean, Tim yeah. Tassilo won gold glove last year. Let's take that with a, with a grain of salt. Uh, anything I don't else? Think this, I don't think this team got 20 wins better, is my point. I, I they're definitely they going to be a lot more competitive. I don't think they did either, but I think they'll just accidentally be better because I think I don't think Amon has a year like that again. I think he'll bounce back, and uh, and uh, if their starters can keep them in games, Jake's right. That bullpen, dear lord, could be good. Brings us to Arizona. Uh, it's it's uh, the the Eric Kaiser Arizona Diamondbacks are finally finally They're gone. Dead. Dead. Gone, Jaheim McCotry, Eric Galloway, Bob Tucker, Juan Shorts, Joe Richards, Luis Alakine, all gone. Some of the holdovers are still there. David Lowry, Tiggis, Jamie Watson, but this is Scott's team now. He, he's he's made his he's made his mark. All right, um, it's time to start winning, Scott. And this is not going to be that year. No, it's a total rebuild year, and that's not his fault. It should be a rebuild year. Um, their, their biggest acquisition was catcher Alex Hank. Yeah, <laughs> never buy a catcher from the Dodgers. That's the rule. Um, so this this can be the same team that, that came back last year. David Larry's probably a prime trade candidate. Um, he had 3.6 war last year. He's stayed decently healthy. The back issues are very concerning. Decently healthy is um, generous. He, he missed, he, it was just the one big injury, the sore shoulder for six weeks. It wasn't a whole bunch of day-to-day stuff. Just the one injury on a, on a defensive play, I think, so... Besides that, he still played 111 games last year. Had 3.6 WAR. He's gonna be able to man center field very well. Um, this is a guy that d- he he doesn't have any accolades, but he's a go- he's a good, if not great, player. Yeah, he's. I mean, his defense is what really makes him great. Um, and I think the offense was a little fluky last year, but he's good. Yeah, the Diamondbacks have some good pieces to build around. They're do just do you know who I'm excited play. for to to blast onto the scene? Um. I, are you joking or being serious? No, being serious. Antonio Otero. Antonio has to be the one. Otero. 
Because that guy's going to be sick. Uh, I don't think he's ready, though. I think he's making a way rush. Way back when, when I was shopping Chris Hergo, oh, I no. had this idea for, for um, Eric, and that was Hergo for Alakine when Alakine was making a crap ton of money and Otero. If her go had not been a disruptive fuck, Eric said he would have made that deal. I may be misremembering that, but I believe that's what he said. Is but, Eric your dad? No. I just always wonder, because you always feel like you, you almost talk him into just horrible, horrible deals. And so I uh, want to know if he's like your... No, I mean, I don't think the Matt Gary deal ended up being... Or the uh, Mark Scruggs deal ended up being that bad. No, that one did not. That one did not. But you almost got Castillo. You almost got Otero. It's just... Castillo, uh, you got this guy uh, named Pressman, too. Yeah. So... I don't like hearing about Jake and Eric traits. Oh, and then the, oh yeah, the, the the Juan Castillo trade from way back when. That yeah. that's 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 my favorite story in my time in Sky, just because I was the one that said no to that because I wouldn't give up Jeff Coat. That's just... anyway. Um, the the pitching staff is fine. Uh, I mean, maybe not. No, fine. they're not. Yeah, they're it's awful. No, it, it's awful. Talking about? Uh, Chris Don is awful. Awful. And he's the Eric, best pitcher they have. Uh, Aaron Marquez, maybe. Uh, Jared Awful. Saunders coming out of the bullpen is the best pitcher they have. Yes, there you go. He's good. Um, but he was atrocious last year. Eighteen six ERA in 11 games. I, I don't Saunders have, in the majors, man. I don't have any idea. This Scott is off the reservation crazy. If Saunders or Otero or Palermo or any of these young guys play this year. He's yeah. crazy. I have Palermo, all... I think, play. So, uh, Palermo, I think, should be fine. Um, Otero's not ready. Otero's not ready. Otero should not be more than a September call-up. And that. same with Saunders. Saunders... It, it, the the September, uh, second September call-up can't hurt. It's not going to get him over a year of service. He's got, he's got like 10 picks this year. He's got – he should make a run the, for the 11 one, one. the first five rounds. Yep. He should make a run for the 1-1 this year and just be awful, and that's okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. They've got prime trade candidates. They've got uh, Pushak on essentially a team deal with a vesting option. They have Lowry. No one's buying Pushak. Come on. Again, but he's – I mean, he had three war in 2009. He had three war in 2008, and that was with an OPS combined of 750. He still offers something. An OPS, oh, o- OPS. An OPS of 750 between okay. those two years, and he had six war. Yeah, his so OPS plus has been something. in the dumpster, though. He's old. And not a lot of teams are going to be buying outside of maybe San Francisco is going to want a third baseman. So I think he's just not a candidate. I don't know, but he's also a switch hitter that doesn't have terrible splits against lefties. He's all right. I don't have any problem with Pushak. I don't know um, that he's going to bring a lot in trade. But, but, but he, well, could fetch, he could fetch something other than yeah. just sitting there i don't know that he's useless in trade but no the guy that um, they should the guy that they should trade is lowry we already talked about him but lowry and i think lowry and devin thornton are the two pieces they should try to trade he's got to go yeah so i think matt tiggs um, could be a trade candidate as well i've i've inquired about tiggs um he needs to bounce back from last year he was absolutely atrocious last year yeah man i didn't realize how bad jesus and also look at alfredo Borges. now was that because of injury or something with Tiggs? That's so bizarre that he was that bad. Uh, what do you want me to say about Borges? Uh, uh, look, at, look at him, too. He was awful last year, too. He was not ready for the majors. 
Um, is anything more with uh, Arizona? This gorgeous no. guy has utility man written all over oh, him. I'm 100%. not sure he's ever going to be good. And he's a captain, too. So he's yeah. like the perfect utility guy. There's nothing so. wrong with that, but he shouldn't start regularly. Yeah. Give him board. some time in center field. Get that center field rating up so I can see he's all <laughs> green. Um, do we want to talk about San Diego? Uh, not really. What do we want to say about San Diego? Who's he going to trade Aaron Gladney to for nothing? No, oh, here's, Aaron here's Gladney Mike. is not who we need to be concerned about. That is not the that is not Bobby Alexander. Nope. Sandoval. Kyle Egebrecht. Oh, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's good or not. We'll see. I mean, he the, the control good. is a current 25. OSA has a potential 65. Mind you, he's also 24 and turns 25 in July. So God knows what's going to happen with him. He is going to be Chris Don, Bill Potts, blue ratings, no movement, all shit. I think he's going to suck. Boy, I mean, oh San Diego, San Diego things. Aren't they those three guys basically? All, all three of those guys look really similar. Egabrecht, Bill Potts, Chris Don. I don't think Bill Potts has the. I think Bill Potts' movement is a bit higher. I think it's in the fifties. It uh, is. I think it's in the forties, and it's grown because he's gotten older. He's the but oldest. Like, they they've always had. For, they've had the pieces. They've got a very good bullpen if they can get there. They've got Renouf. They've got Proudfoot. They've got Gladney. They've got Tony Avina, a full year of Pierce Caston, Alfredo Moya, who they signed in for agency. Um, Bobby Alexander, where he should be in the bullpen. Please put him in the bullpen. Jesus Fucking Christ. A. How many horrible decisions this team makes every day blows my mind. And then you look at their hitting, and they have two players at NOSA 50 overall or higher. Al, uh, Al, uh, Alanese and Donnelly. Well, Alan Ease at least plays third base, so he can fill that Salmon and Hole a which little should, bit. Which probably shouldn't have been there in the first place, but oh well. Jesus. Ed, I just – I don't really want to talk about San Diego. Okay. And then they do um, weird things like sign Davin Hess. Like, so I, I, here's the question. Hey, Davin Hess, we'll see. Has, I love that he's a two-year deal. He I might, love that he might be deal. their best pitcher this he year. He is. So. He's going to be fine. I don't think he's totally fallen off yet. Does David Sandoval start the – not should he. Does David Sandoval start the year with the majors? No, I hope not. That wasn't my question. Yes, he starts. Does he – okay. 100%. It's just another – just add it to the list. Add it to the uh, I've always encyclopedia. Hate, I've always hated David Sandoval, so I don't, I don't even care. So Fuck we have David now Sandoval. just spent an hour and ten minutes on the Pacific. I know. We have to stop. Good Lord. Yeah. So let's move on to our Pacific predictions. All right. The silence I'm going to take as it's D. Rich, fill the void. Uh, I like California first. Then I get really confused because this <laughs> is just a mess. Um, I'm going to say L.A. takes second. Seattle sneaks into third as always. Andy gets fourth, Vegas fifth, San Francisco sixth, San Diego seventh, Arizona eighth. You know what? Am... Scratch that. San Diego's finishing fucking eighth. All right. Yep. They're at the bottom. I, uh, I'm pretty much the same with you. Two through six, I think, is a crapshoot. Vegas... Vegas could very well end up at end up in three. Los Angeles could end up at six. San Francisco could end up at three. Seattle could be two. No one knows between there, but 
I'm pretty I, confident I, San Francisco is in the bottom three. Um, I'm confident that we're going to go back to back to back to back now, I believe. We've won three. Yep. Uh, we've won three straight. Pacifics, we're going to make it four in a row. Yeah, it must be nice being in the world's worst division but where no one does anything, just sits around. I believe we have the two last champions, but uh, I'll, I'll digress. Uh, California one, Los Angeles two, Seattle three, Oakland four, Vegas five, San Francisco six. Arizona 7, San Diego 8, where Arizona Arizona's going to be – it's the bottom of this is going to look like the Atlantic the last few years where Arizona is going to win like 52 games. They should be last, but San Diego is somehow worse. Yeah, I could see that. California, Seattle in second, Oakland in third, sneaks in, L.A. fourth, San Fran fifth. Uh, I'll take Vegas sixth. Um, I don't know because – I think that Scott should make a play for the 1-1. One, one. I'll put San Diego in 7th and take Arizona for 8th. Yeah, you know what? If he does actually try and accomplish that, he will. Oh, right. I wanna, if, if he can get rid of that talent, yes. Um, but I think if he spends a, a week too long with that talent, San Diego is going to take that from him. It's yeah. so easy at beating San Diego. If you want to win more games, you can do that. If you want to lose more games, you can probably do that too. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's Pacific. Uh, yep. We're gonna boring, boring. Yeah, so boring. We had to spend an hour, fifteen minutes on it. I know. I know. We got to yeah. pick up the pace. Good lord! All right. That brings us to the Central, um, a team that they don't make trades, um, but they just win. Uh, Milwaukee. The preseason predictions had them pegged for, I believe, 60, 62, 65 wins, which I think we can all agree is crap. It might um, be. It might be fifty more than that. Good lord. So they, they had some additions, a couple Rule 5 guys, <laughs> a couple waiver claims. Uh, the one free agent sign they had was Luis Madrigales. Um, they, right. they didn't really lose anyone. They lost uh, Demlo in free agency, Lashari, B. Coates, Doug Carey. Who so, I did, Carey was – he had like a $22 million player option, didn't he? Or am I – yeah, he yeah he, he turned he, down the twenty three million dollars, which it, I still won't understand. He opted out. Yep, and got less money over over more years. Um, this lineup can still hit one through eight now. I don't love Carlos Torres leading off. That might just be a um, a spring training thing. But Carson Schumacher, Pruitt, Frichtel, Van Santen, Brandon, Laura. Yeah, um, I appreciate Trent. I think this is you who typed up this paragraph detailing everything they did. Don't think any of this is relevant. Uh, they lost Doug Carey, other than that same team. Yep. Right. And they replaced him with Brian Gage, who was decent last year in AAA. Yep. You can do you can do worse as a fifth guy. I'm not sure you can, you can definitely so, do better. I think um, this team was so fucking good offensively last year. I mean, this they were the second best offense of baseball. Um, I think the offense is just probably going to be a little worse because they're probably going to have a little worse health with Frichtel and. And Van Santen, like those are just kind of ticking time bombs. Right. And then the pitching's worse. Yeah, the pitching does so, The the pitching does we, not look as good as so it before did we last touch year. on Ramos, who de- who's definitely worth talking about. Um, I mean the bullpen they've got Bethay and Moreno, no one else beyond them. It was the same uh, shit last year. They had, like, it, it was, but they, they still won 103 games. The the biggest X factor, and it's weird saying this, seeing how steady he's been for the last ten years. The X factor for this team is Juan Ramos. It really is. Um, if he's can go out and win twenty two games again, then sure, the sky's the limit for this team. But 
But I what sure helps as fuck don't see it. Is that they have Stefan Williams who had five war last year. Yeah. Sean Lowe, who's who looks to be the real deal. Yeah, he Dave looks Carter, really who had good. three war last year. So I still think they can survive a drop off when from Juan Ramos. How much of a drop off? That's the thing. Well, the one thing that they have going for them is that they play in the central. And so, you know, other they than get a Houston, beat up on the worst pitching. They, they get a beat up on on the White Sox. They get a beat right. up on the Rangers. Uh, Colorado's offense is going to be great. We can talk about that in a second. I think that I think that I think the pitching is worse. I mean, I would say that this team is dangerous if they didn't have a chance to score a thousand runs this year, which is alarmingly possible because they're hitting so good. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't know what to say about Juan Ramos. I mean, so it it looks like he's lost, I believe, four miles per hour in terms of velocity since uh, the end of last year. Um, very reminiscent of Muggsy Figueroa. Um, Muggsy Figueroa lost a lot of stuff and a lot of velocity between his 2003 and 2004 season. 2003, he was his normal self. 3.22 ERA, 7.1 WAR, 10.6 Ks through nine. Yeah. Fast forward to 2004, that ERA dropped to an even three. But the uh, strikeouts per nine were nearly cut in half, and he lost more than half of his war. Over under three war for Juan Ramos this year. I think I will oh. take. Uh, that, you know, we talked about some some over unders before. That's the a pod. really good. That's a and really that's a good, good over. Under. I'll take the over. I'm going to take the over too. <laughs> yeah, I think I, the over is safe there. I uh, I'm taking under four. So okay, so let's say that I set that over at three point eight. Uh, I'm now, taking under. I'll I think he'll finish in the two and a half to three point two range. Yeah, th- I'll take like three point six something I'll like this. that. Ramos' saving grace is going to be that his movement and control have not been touched. Yeah, the movement has stayed steady at sixty. The control has stayed steady at eighty. So if it helps, Muggsy's movement and control didn't drop as well, but Muggsy was more of a strikeout pitcher right. than Ramos was. Ramos um, is going to survive the last Ramos, four years. Not yeah, he hasn't had ten strikeouts per nine since two thousand six. But he even having dropped, eight's pretty good. He dropped under eight in 2009, where he only pitched 21 starts, but still nearly got to 156 innings. One of the He's, things that really helped Ramos last year was Milwaukee got good at defense. And so... Yep. They filled the shortstop hole. They filled the center field hole. And they did the same thing with Carlos Torres at shortstop and Humberto Lara coming back in center field. That's going to help so much. Uh, Torres is actually a pretty big downgrade defensively from what they had last year. He's still 60-rated, 60 in-field range. Um, so he's still a plus defender at shortstop. He is, but considering they had Jeremy Richards last year. That's true. Um, arguably the best. Really, uh, not, not arguably. I think he's the best shortstop in baseball. Yeah. He's, and he's, I think they'll be all right. He's still on the roster. So I think we'll at, see worst, what he at worst, like Juan Ramos is their second-best pitcher behind Stefan Williams, who had five war last year. You know, I'll take the under on that and say that Sean Lowe is better. Sean Lowe, he's... In terms of... I'm going to go with war per start here because I don't know how the injuries are going to deal with Ramos. I think that Ramos is the second best pitch in terms of war per start, or at least war per inning pitched. Per inning pitch is probably a better judge. Um, I got to say, I'm just so out on Ramos. Um, I see him striking out about five guys per nine innings. I see yeah, but the I ERA it... ballooning. I think he's toast. I don't know. Ballooning from, I don't believe he had a 2.22 ERA last year. That's insane. Um, ballooning to what, though? Like, what's it going to go to, four? Yeah, still, absolutely. 
that's still boy oh boy that seems like a big jump in one year i don't know it could go to i mean hey in 2008 his era he got bab up a little bit had a great season uh by all the advanced metrics but his era was three and a half right i could totally see it being four and a half five I could see I mean, him his ERA has up. not been as high as four five five. It has not been above three seven six since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, what's the over under on Juan Ramos's ERA? I'm setting that at. If you set it, I'll, at I'll set four. that at his career high. I'll set that at three seven six. I will take the over, and I'll bet whatever you want on it. I will take the over, but not by much. I think it's going to be between that and four. Okay, I don't so think it's going to hit his, four. Okay, so then let's talk his FIP. Fielding independent pitching that takes strikeouts more to affect Muggsy that last year jumped all the way up point and a half. So Juan Ramos last year was three one, FIP over under four point five. Ooh, um, that I'll take the under. I think that seems safer to me. But yeah, it's a good over under. It's a good number. That's a good over under. If he doesn't strike out as many, his FIP will be hurt. So, mm-hmm. and he ain't gonna do that. Yeah, no, he's not going to strike out as many. That's a good over-under. I might even be willing to take the over on that because I think he's going to be all right because his bad bips is going to be all right because they play good defense. So, so. If I'm, I'm going to take the under on that. I think, I think Juan Ramos still has the one good year in him. I think there's going to be a tweener year, and I think this is the tweener year, right? I think this is the leap. And then the year after, he's going to sign a, a minor league contract with the Angels that everyone's just going to love. He'll first sign a contract with San Diego for way too much money and then get waived. Uh, that's yeah, fantastic. I, I think this is the cliff. Um, I don't think he's going to cliff. You know what? You know what I kind of think? I think he's going to get off to a decent start, and then he's going to start struggling, and we're going to be like, fuck. If you're Andrew, would you really give him a postseason start? I think we're going to get to that point. Because I don't know. If uh, if that miles per hour drops in the 80s, oh, if that, if you're the, really uh, fucked. If velocity takes a mid-season drop. That's that's scary. Yeah. So let's. Oh, m- it's it's gonna. I mean, so if you hit 80, yourself. you're fucked. That's like factual. If oh, you hit 80, you're fucked. He's 91. This is the breaking point. One more bad uh, report. One more drop. He's toast. So let's move on to the Chicago Cubs. Only one other team lost more war from this past season than the Cubs. We'll get to them later. Um, this Cubs team lost a lot. I'm not entirely sure what he's doing, what Steve is doing here. I mean, like they, they, gotta admit. Yeah, they lost Tangle in free agency, Ito via trade, Fleming in free agency, Cabrera in free agency. They traded away Cruz Garcia and Jeremy Johnson. I mean, and at the same time, they're trying to compete. Like, I, I, what's, what's the direction for this Cubs team? I, I, I think I, they're fine still. I think they're in the central, so you can kind of just do whatever the fuck you want. You can just put a Tommy Bahama shirt on, relax, and just beat up on these. Well, what's weird is for as much as they lost, this team really doesn't look terrible. Right? They're good, like man. At they're really good. I mean, right now, they're, they're all right. in the nine hole. They're all right. Yeah. They're, they're a great offense. That's not gone. They lost Cruz Garcia, who was never healthy. They obviously couldn't have brought back Tim Fleming because he was costing $30 million. They were really the, injured last year. The X factor here is Mojica at second. Can he fill in? Have a good year. Oh, he's gonna be great. I have no doubts. I, uh, he's already making more than a million. He hasn't proven anything. Yeah, he, he's already in arbitration. 
That's which he's is, a really weird player. I think. Yeah, no. Sign. I mean, this team stays healthy. I think they're pretty good. That was the real problem last year. They were so banged up. So. Yeah, they didn't have Cochran like the whole year. Right. Um, yeah. The other X factor on the pitching side, Tim Bowen. Ooh. I I don't think he should start in the majors. I but just he's, don't. He's a year away. Yeah, he's a year away. But I'm looking my chops ready for it. They've they've got a strong top of the rotation. Leffler Pineda. Yep. Do not like the Tapia signing or do not like bring back Tapia one bit. I but forget Jenkins. if he was. I don't think they brought him back. I think he's signed a three. Yeah, he signed yeah. a three-year deal back in two thousand nine. I don't. I don't like Tapia in this in the, in the friendly confines. You know, he's been surprisingly okay. Yeah, he has um, been surprisingly okay. So whatever. I don't love it either, but I Jenkins like Jenkins is solid. a lot. Solid. Bowen Jenkins is really good. Bowen could use some starts at AAA. Um. Then you get. Then you get to the bullpen. You've got They're three D. The rotation's three deep, and I think that's kind of all you need. Um, the the bullpen is high risk, guys. We saw what Caro did in the playoffs. Uh, whatever. De La, De La Santos has never been great, and yet he keeps signing these deals. He was so good for the Mets, and then he leaves in ERA about of about five five since leaving the Mets. It's just irritating. It's that Mets jujitsu. Tyshawn Neelam is a is a quality reliever. Tim Young is a decent reliever. Andy Wheat is a good reliever. Yeah. JP Scott hasn't done crap. This is this team's gonna set records because they lost so much war on the little chart in offseason team by team update or whatever it is. And I think they could be better than they were last year. I don't know about better, but I think they'll definitely push for a playoff spot. They still I think have Schwab, I will, they still have Cochran, they still have Vickers. I think this team will be – how many wins did the Cubs have last, have last 93. year? 93. Oh, boy, that's that's tough. Man. Over under over under 90 wins for the Cubs. I'll take – I'll take over. I'll take the over because they play in the Central. I'm taking over in a ham sandwich. I'm feeling so casual about that. That's good. Nice yeah, good for this team. I think this team's going to win more games than they did last year. I think this team's going to win the Central Division. Wow. Well, on that note, let's talk to the team that beat them in the playoffs last year, the Houston Astros. They went out. They made one big move. Filled that shortstop hole with Arturo Ramirez from Baltimore. He stays healthy. He'll be good. That's a big, fat if. Uh, I've looked at this guy quite a bit. He's He's not like a... Futuro or Estrada squirrel guy. He's like no. a Mike Gomez. I'm still going to play 120 games squirrel guy. Right. Well, it's all a little okay. shit. Right. I think he can stay healthy. I think if he can give you 130 games. And with respect, Jake, that was not their only big new move because they have Rodolfo Gomez. Oh, Rodolfo. So before we start, I want to I want to note that Jerry is not a fan. Slash contact to avoid K of 45 contact, 55 gap, 60 home runs, 60 I, 35 avoid K. Not a fan. And the spring training, 398 OPS so far. He's fucking horrible. Yeah, he's awful. <laughs> 398 uh, OPS and 50 plate appearances. Man, I couldn't believe he signed for so little, though. I, I thought he was going to go for a fortune. Right. But I'm with you. My Scott hates him. Uh, I think he can put Dusty Zeller numbers up, though. My scout loves him. God, loves him. What are you doing? 
60-50-70-60-40. He won't talk to me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hates my manager. Oh, he'd be How a Philly. How the fuck does he know who your manager is? He's from Cuba. Like, right. do you have internet there? Come on. He doesn't know no, shit. They, they don't have internet there. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. How um, did he know who my manager is? You're saying was? they have computers in Cuba? There's no way he knows who your manager is. Uh, something worth noting. Have you noticed where Angel Trujillo has been playing so far in spring training? I have. He's playing a little shortstop, huh? He is. He's gotten that shortstop rating up to 55. That's yeah, pretty stupid. Um, and he's been playing Arturo stupid. Ramirez in center field. Oh, man. What are you doing? I mean, Stuart? I don't mind it. If it's spring training, let them learn a new position. That's I, what I'm I famous for. I honestly don't care. I, I don't really care about spring training. But if they but, do that for one game in the regular season, no, it is. absolutely stupid. Bizarro yeah, dumb. Um, but this this team starts and ends with Angel Trujillo. I, yep. Let's just talk about his year last year. 47 home runs, led led the majors. 649 slugging, led the majors. 1,045 OPS. I know that led the West. I don't know if that led the majors. And that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 10.7 war. He took down every accolade possible. Hitter of the year, rookie of the year. Great glove, all-star and silver slugger. This is a switch hitter, mashes both sides. If I set the over-under on war of Angel Trujillo at seven. Oh, over! Are you kidding? Trent, come on. I would I would set that over at nine and a half before I started before I started really? thinking about oh. taking the under. I might take the under at seven. Not a chance in hell. I think yeah. there's a better chance of him replicating a 40-40 season, which had never been done before. Which is just so is, fucking cool that he's the first to do it. Then yeah, there is of him awesome. having less than seven more. No other player in Sky history had a 40-40 season before Angel Trujillo. I, either he's the best player ever in Sky history, or he's got to regress a little bit this year. I think he already had the best season in Sky history. He He... It, I think it's, it's, no it's way, definitely up there some of those John Hayes never, seasons. I, I think it's never, better. There has never been a guy who has had these back-to-back 10-11 war okay, seasons. Okay, so I'm going to point – Are you uh, honestly true. telling me Angel Ian, Trujillo Ian Ott went, went first? So Ian Ott in 1982, his age 23 season, led the league in triples, had 31 home runs, 32 stolen bases, OPS over 1,000, 11.3 war. Followed that up with another year that led the league in stolen bases – a 979 OPS, which led the league, and 9 war, and then followed that up with 129 runs, led the league, 36 stolen bases, led the league, 36 home runs, 1,000 OPS, which, by the way, led the league, and 10 war. Yeah. I mean, again, you want to put Angel Trujillo in the same category right now, after one year, as Ian Ott. I mean, I'm saying this. I am not willing to do that yet. I'm not willing to do that either. But if you you can see the um, you can see the parallels. All right. Best year in history by my book, but who knows if he's going to do be able to do it forever. Three hundred a three forty eight batting average, one thousand one thirty one OPS in spring training. He's he is he is my early vote for hitter of the year, and I know that's not a, a huge surprise, but he's that good. He's very good. The oh, rest I of the team. I think he's special. fantastic. You know what else is fantastic? Seven war. That's a fantastic season. And I, you guys are mocking yeah. seven war. That's a I am great season. War. You know what? Seven war is not I that hard to get to. I and laugh you, at you. Ha, ha, when ha. you play defense like that, and the defense is already locked in, he's going to he, give you 
He's going to give <laughs> the, you at least two and a half. He's, he gave you two and a half war just on defense alone last year. Yes, yeah, I just know. pencil that in. You, you can pencil in two war on defense without him picking up a bat. I'll be happy to be wrong. I might uh, take the over on seven war, but I think that's the right over under. So that brings us to the pitching staff. Uh, Joselito Veramontes is their ace. They've got decent behind them. Uh, Diego Roman never really came into his own. He did have two war last year. Sal Calzada, he's an okay pitcher. John Gomez, upcoming rookie, probably shouldn't be in the majors right now. Luis Tejada, another someone that's fine. Um, Juan Barola, I mean, that he's their X factor. Yep. That, that slider has not come in yet. I don't think we can count on it at this point in time. Which sucks, because he was going to be good. Can you imagine him and Trujillo? He might have the best pitcher and hitter in the league. That duo it's would be so incredible. Sad, instead, I, instead he's going to be a middle reliever, and that yeah. is saying something. I mean, he is a great, great pitcher. They have Betty's as their closer. Ratings-wise, he's not the best, but he's performed. Then you followed it up with Steve Clark, who was fantastic last year in the bullpen. Two war, two five ERA. Um, Mike Clark, two three one ERA, one point seven war in the bullpen. Then Juan Barola, a rookie coming up. Kevin Yanis, who had one point three war, did not allow a run in seventeen innings at Double A last year. Travis Spikes, this this bullpen's the best in baseball. Um, I think this you're... team reworked. Didn't they rework their starters a lot? They lost some starters last year into this year. That's all reworked. So that'll be interesting to see how that works out. It looks like they lost Quintanilla, they lost Brickman, um, and they traded away McEntee. Yep. So there's sort of a reworked rotation behind Viramontes. It's interesting. It's it's similar, though. It's not good. That's the thing. It's not good, but it's passable. Right. If the offense, if if they can get, if they can just get to the bullpen. I don't think it's passable. I think the the, the rotation's not good enough to be a 95-1 team. Yeah, but remember last year when it looked like all the hitters they had were Trujillo. It was Trujillo and nobody else. At least it doesn't look like that anymore. Because they have Ramirez now. They have Gomez now. It looks pretty good. And, I mean, Carrico, who has always flashed potential. He's good. He's just the scrolliest scroll guy of them all. Um, And then, I mean. There's not much here. Ramirez they, helps. But they, they play in the central, and that helps too. They have holes. And not um, just that, they also have Silver Slugger, Silver Slugger winner Steve Parsons. They have him too. Who, who we do need to officially apologize to, or at least I do, because we picked on him last year for yes. making the big bucks. Yes. And, and someone and that is going to come up too. That he could, proved him wrong. I yeah, defended Steve Parsons. Parsons. Um, someone that we haven't talked about yet, Jason Halverson. Oh, yeah. I mean, this the, the offense is going to be improved. The pitching might take a step back, but I think the improved hitting and the bullpen can get them back to that 91 plateau. So. I, I do, too. Is Halverson ready for the majors? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. I've never really liked Jason Halverson because my scout doesn't like him, but, you know, and maybe he'll be start, all right. Maybe he could, he, I could see him starting the year in, in AAA, but if when when Carrico gets hurt, he's, oh, a, he's a very good replacement. And is just throw him in the outfield. He rakes in defensive value just yeah, by but there's, so. there's just less value to be had when you already have Trio back there. Yeah, I know, but put him in left. 80 defense plays anywhere. Uh, it does, it does. Um, I think I'd prefer a bat, though. I think this team needs more hitting. 
it'll it I think the X factor is Gomez. For sure. If, if he hits, they're really gonna be a lot better. You ready to spend a half hour on this next team? We're gonna go quick through the next team. Uh should I do what I did last time and just Yeah, go for it. Then okay. we'll applaud at the end. Yeah. Added starting pitcher Kevin Wisner, relief pitchers, Jose so oh by, okay, so need to back up. Kansas City Royals. Added, starting pitcher Kevin Wisner, relief pitchers, Jose Soto, Savion Gator, Alfredo Garza, rip, Rodolfo Moreno, Luis Garza, Dave Truitt, Mahmoud Lashari. Also added on the offensive side, Tim Fleming, Eric Rabb, again, Chris Alice, and Luis Murillo. They lost Amari Dantignac, who is, by the way, an OSA 55-plus starting pitcher. DJ Hoover, Doug Duran, lost uh, relief pitchers, Bobby Carroll, Alfredo Moya, Luis Figueroa, Juan De Los Santos. Added catchers Steve Toffer and Kevin Hoover. Added or lost uh, Genesuke Kasahara, lost uh, quote unquote lifetime Royal Joe McCoy, Josh Cavanis, Mike Earwood. Added center fielders Mike Burkhart, Sergio Castillo traded away or sorry, lost Earwood, Burkhart, Castillo, lost Bobby Haggerty. They sent Haggerty to Washington for a prospect. They sent Dantignac to Las Vegas for a prospect and a pick. That prospect they got from Vegas was then sent to Washington with Joe McCoy for Luis Murillo and two picks. They sent uh, minor leaguers to Baltimore for Chris Alice and Luis Garcia. And they sent Doug Duran and another minor leaguer to Detroit for Dave Truitt. Um, I'm going to – we we talked about the – I know this was last year, but we talked about the Luis Contreras trade a lot. We chatted about this a bit. I went back and looked at exactly what what he ended up getting from Luis Contreras. The answer – Dog shit. Absolute fucking dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, he, I don't think uh, anyone's really with the team anymore. No. Um, if I can well, find Well, that Pusker clown was, that he traded. I think he got good return for Pusker, actually. No, that was a bad trade with the Twins. So here's the rough that, outline. I thought he kind of ripped the Twins off. Contreras to Pittsburgh. John Phillips, Oscar Fuentes, and Mike McCurry to Minnesota for Ed Atkins, Kaimani Alamine, a 65 potential reliever, a 40 potential center fielder, a 30 potential shortstop, and a 35 potential right fielder. Yeah. Um, John I Phillips is a top 50 guy. Mike, Mike McCurry, I believe, is a potential closer. Oscar Fuentes, I know, is a starting caliber second baseman. Luis Contreras is Luis Contreras. They got shit on on this deal. I don't care that this opened up the cap space to, to trade for Castillo, to trade for whatever. They got shit on on this deal. It's funny. I um, I think you can shit on Kansas City for a lot of things, almost everything they ever do. Uh, the Twins deal, which is in part because of Puskar, which is in part because of the Contreras deal, I, I think is one of their better ones, actually. And, um, Alleman and Atkins are good players. Alleman is not a good player. He he should be a good player. He just isn't one. He hasn't been one yet, but he was good in Kansas City last year. I guess. He's I mean, just he's he, a he's a young guy. He mashes, he mashes righties. I mean you look at those splits against righties and and, and you get happy. He's a nice he's a nice player who's making no money. So But it all comes back to the fact that he botched the Contreras deal and he had better offers on the table from a whole bunch of different teams. Oh yeah. I We'll agree with that. He waited too long, and it was a fucking huge mistake. And, and if he you know trades what? it, because Montreal was after him for a while, and Jangles was vocal about that. If he trades in Montreal, Montreal was about to give up a boatload of specs, and he ends up with this return? Yeah, it's really – it's just I, – I don't get it. I still don't get it. I'm never going to get it. 
You know I'm what I think? I'm tired of not getting it. I don't know what to say. Yeah. The fuck-up of the Contreras deal is not only did he wait too long to make a move, but he proceeded to remind us daily that Contreras was available. And that, I think, turns a lot of people off. I don't want to trade for a guy who... I, I know the league as a whole. No one wants him. Why would I trade for that guy? The league probably knows something I don't. If you're the only one thinking something, you're probably fucking up in some point. I mean, the, the, the rotation is, again, it's okay. Um, a whole bunch of 50 guys. Matt Gary, who is in OSA 65, I, I, don't, I don't believe he's in OSA 65. I don't think he's that good. Um, he never really has been that good. Um, his got, only year where he was actually good was uh, he led the league in BABIP. So can't and be he did have 2.9 war last year. Uh, but he he looks like a guy that's uh, his ratings are always going to outperform his his stats. They've got Randy Highland behind him, and then a couple fifties. Nate Anderson, Kevin Wisner, Ed Atkins, Will Logger. Um, the bullpen is fine. Truett, Wilkinson, Soto, Gator, all okay guys. Alfredo Garza, who oh okay, so he finally Alfredo Garza finally took a hit. Been waiting on that forever. I mean, not that I want it to happen, but I, I was just waiting for that hit to happen. That juicy 45 stuff? Oh, my God. He, he was still a 60 stuff for me by the time that I let him go. Yeah, it takes a while, which is why we can't be sure on a guy like Juan Ramos, because it might be worse than we think. Um, uh, I think the rotation's good here in Kansas City. Um, don't think it's an ace, but it's a lot of guys who could be the number two or three starter on a lot of good teams. Uh, they're five deep. That's not something a lot, not a lot of teams can say. Uh, when they're healthy, this team's fucking nuts. How good they are! But With Mario Rio and Castillo, Mario is going to be is going to be hurt at some point. Castillo is already out for two months. We're not going to see him again until probably end of end of May at the earliest. Yeah, it's probably going to be June. Good when healthy, but they're not going to be very often. But they've, 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 me, they've also already lost their backup shortstop. Kind of gives weeks. me vibes of. Remember Baltimore last year? We were talking about how good the oh, team yeah. is when they're healthy and how they just have no chance of staying healthy. That's what it feels like here. Right, and this is also a team that doesn't have... Did you know that Chris Alice is available and Nate Anderson is available and Ed Atkins is available? Do you know why they're available? This team has $150 million worth of contracts and still needs to improve. Dude, Chris Alice's contract is gnarly, too. I mean, it's already been retained on half. If you can get him to retain the other half, you've got Alice for free for four years. Just saying. <laughs> I guess that's something. Um, but even next year, like you've got Fleming making $28 million, Highland making 13 and that's before we even talk about uh, Castillo. I don't I, – I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to – I don't – I, honestly, man. We all hate this. Send me a direct message. Send me a carrier pigeon, message in a bottle, whatever it is. Tell me what the grand plan is. I believe be, I can't remember. I'll be when happy he joined. To I'll what, be what, happy. What was Matt's to, first year? Was that 2002? I don't know. I think that was his first full year. Yeah. It has been. This will be his tenth year. What is the direction of the Kansas City Royals? I would love to know. I ask it every pod. I don't mean it as a mean question. I'm Even, really looking for an it, answer. It, it's just—it's a genuine wonderment. Right. 
I, I, smart ass people like me ask you know, lots of hypothetical questions. This is not one of them. I, I really want actually, to know what the Kansas City Royals' direction is. I think he was here in two thousand and one. Uh, I were think a good he team. was. He was here DeRoe. before I was. Yeah. yeah. Traded Duroe in this huge deal for fifteen players, and they haven't made the playoffs since he's been here. So. Let's he, he took, so, he, so what you're out. saying is that he took over a team that was first in the Central with 93 wins. Yep. And Playoff, has not been back since. Championship contender. Ran them into the gut, into the dumpster. Only right. I believe just... a, so. Some other GMs that have not made the playoffs since then: uh, San Diego and Joe, um, the Yankees and Doug. Just, just yeah. named. And I think we could say that those three teams. Oh, Philly and Trent. Sorry, Trent. To, but you know. Yeah. You can say that those teams, if you've, if you've, no offense to Trent, if you've had your team for 10 seasons and you haven't sniffed the postseason, you've fucked up. And like even in the Central. That's um, enough I mean, time San, to San Francisco and Oakland also haven't been back. Only five teams in the Pacific have made the playoffs since 2001. I think that's worth noting. I think we, uh, we don't have very many in the, in the Atlantic either. Uh, but, like, so, there was even that year where Washington snuck into the playoffs in 2005. You know what? Actually, I think I scratched that. Me and Sin- yeah. Pittsburgh and Atlanta have made it, like, eight years in a row. And then every year someone new comes in for third. Everyone except for Philadelphia so far. Uh, but Washington slipped in one year. Cincy hasn't made it since, but I think every other team has gone through. Uh, did Tampa – yeah, Tampa Bay slipped in there a couple years. I mean – They were really also, good. They were really good early in my career. In – just, just it's in a in a division that we always crap on. They haven't been able to break through. Fourth place, four times. Five times if you include two thousand one. Fifth place another time. Um, four winnings, uh, four seasons with eighty plus wins. I mean, if this isn't the year, when? That that's that's the honest question. Hey, well, I just, we I think we've been saying that for four or five seasons now. If not now, um, when? Uh, I'm just I can't bank on them ever making the playoffs. I don't understand. But I this team does have it. a lot of talent this year. And Maybe just like they always fun. do. Yeah. Here's my bold prediction. Juan Castillo is gone at the deadline. Yep. I think um, it's funny. You know, we've had some podcasts that I have not been a part of, but I've listened to with some of our less vocal, nicer human beings. Um, they're not assholes like Trent and Gibbs. Um, nice guys like D. Rich and Dustin and Sly. And they all say the same shit about Kansas City. Everyone fucking hates it. Uh, it's bad for the league. Be one thing if you're winning. You know, maybe it'd be, maybe it'd be worse if he was winning. I'm not sure. Uh, I hate seeing it. Um, Kansas City had some money to spend this offseason, and they were, as you guys know, the Atlanta Braves had some big names in the market. Chris Meacham, Mike Gomez even. But the issue uh, is that their, their farm system is absolutely barren. No, no, no. I think he had the assets to get these players. But I refused to send a player to Kansas City. I just didn't want it. I don't want to look at Gomez or Meacham's player profile and see he played 36 games on Kansas City. Just see that stint in Kansas City? Yeah, I didn't want that. So I hope more teams can be like me and we can just say we're boycotting trading good players to this team because it's bad. It's bad for the league. It's a bad look. It's not good at all. Next team, I'm over it. So we're stepping off our soapbox. We're going to cross I-70 in Missouri, go from Kansas City to St. Louis. 
quiet guy. Um, it was a year. Rocky Graves still spent it at second base. Nehemia Robinson still spent it at shortstop. Oh, well. Um, it's Not it's, a listener. He's not. We, we, we now know that he is not a listener to the pod. Yeah. Added some pitchers, Mike Berg, Leo Berenger, Luis Figueroa. They, they got Leo Berenger back. He was originally a Cardinals draft pick. Gilberto, Gilberto Jaldine, Chris Bauer uh, in the outfield. Lost a couple pitchers. Sam Bone lost Josh Wedgwood. Um, and they've got one rookie of note, Sergio Ortiz, a fruit from the Danny Orsino trade. This, this Cardinals have an alarmingly good farm system. I was about to say that this is – I think this is actually a, a well-run team. Yeah. Um, so – they're probably just, my favorite farm system in the whole league. What, they're they're ranked seventh, but I think there's it, just so it, many good names. These two corner outfielders, Quintana and Ortiz, I like them both a lot, a lot. Now I'm not sure they're sky ready, but well, I think Ortiz Ortiz, Ortiz, Ortiz probably is. Yeah, but, Ortiz is ready for for Sky. Um, he, sure he, he hit should be there. He should be there. Sky Caleb, last year. He, that's crazy. He came up in September and hit 450. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, he'll I mean, he'll be ready. They get a, a full year John Hall. Um, Mike Witt is a, a good first baseman. Robinson at shortstop. So this this team can hit. It's always been able to hit. Uh, the pitching, Leo Berenger is going to be an X factor. Uh, if if he's if he's anything close to 2007 Berenger, this is a playoff team. If not, there's going to be some issues. Um, we have here. And I talked, uh, Dierich. I talked with you. About this guy earlier, uh, I believe he's the second player on your list, Luis Armijo. Luis Armijo, number two of my list of young, good-looking, right-handed sidearmers. Armijo is a ratings beauty. Uh, you look at him and it's juicy, it's nice. Stats aren't there, but you're like, whatever, it's going to be pretty good. But he's a right-handed sidearmer. This guy in particular has horrible splits against lefties. He, I don't know what to make of him. Against 50, righties, 50, 50. he is against. Uh, that's against lefties. Against righty, he's 65, 75, 55. And my scout has him better than that, but against lefties, it's a nightmare, man. It's straight fifties across the board. That's not great. Sucks I mean, considering he feels like an ace. But I think with Armijo, you can take that considering that you have at least decent arms behind him. John Porter is going to get you two WAR. He's, he's that consistent guy. Freddie Lucarelli has consistently outperformed his, his ratings uh, nine war over the last three years. Yeah, they have some guys who you're like, they all feel like fourth, fifth starters. Someone you pay like a million and a half to in free agency at the end. Just to, to fill that your fifth starter. It just feels like that's the whole team. of That's all they have. And the, the bullpen isn't that much better. They, no, have I, Luis, they have Luis Figueroa at the back end and that's it. Yeah, they really need. Uh, we we said their farm system's great. They really need John Dean and Jim Gregory to pan out. That would be huge for them. I mean, and the issue with Dean is that first of all, he's got a current stuff of thirty, and that control current is twenty-five. I get that he's only twenty, but he turns twenty-one in April. The changeup hasn't moved a bit, and he yeah. probably should have spent last season in in at least high rookie ball or, or low A. Yeah, he might be a guy who's five years away. I mean, he spent two years in rookie ball, and then all of a sudden you've got him in, in high A right now. We'll see where he makes the debut. Um, I'm, that one I'm not optimistic about. Jim Gregory I like. He's a little closer. Yeah, I think that he, he's, he, I think he makes his debut this year. 
I think so too. I think he's going to be. He needs to work on the control just a bit. Five walks per nine in AAA last year. But he's he's good. He, I think he will be good. He will be a big help. This he's going to make this team a lot better next season. Right. Probably not ready this season. Um, right. And then Jose Gonzalez is that fifth star. He's an extreme fly ball guy that 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 should play in Bush a bit. He'll be all right. Two cups of coffee. So if Behringer if Behringer is the ace that we know. I think this team competes for a playoff spot. If he's the Behringer we've seen over the last three years, you can, you can, you can. Have we seen Behringer over the last three years? Like at all? Uh, he had 24 starts in 2009. Outside of that, five starts in AAA, four starts in the majors. Yeah, he's uh, he missed all of 08 and 2010. I guess okay. it's a, I guess he's it's a pretty. A guy. He's a, it's that, a pretty, yeah. it's a pretty cheap risk at four million, but still, I don't really like it. Yeah, I think this looks. Now. This looks like a 500 team to me. Yeah, in the Central, I think they're probably about 500. They'd probably get railed if they were in a better division, but they can cover. Behringer's are effective. Uh, Let's take it to the other Chicago team that we have not talked about yet. The White Sox, they made some additions on the market after complaining about not getting anyone. TJ Valpol, Jorge Banderas, Dave Levin in the rotation. Eric Arnett, Yihei Yamamoto, Amari Bicotes for the bullpen. Durio on the infield, and not Luis Pineda, Miami Marlin. Luis Pineda, the stud outfielder formerly of the Rockies. Uh, lost Chris Sandine. Still do not understand why they did not at least tender him. Um, but this season is just going to be all about Felix Salgado. Yeah, uh, that's, all, that's all they have going for them. Uh, I thought it was funny. Joe was in doing profiles and... The White Sox jump in and say, do Salgado or Cortez, considering that's the only fucking people that I have in my entire organization. It's They, they and, don't have a single player. And they were scouting discoveries. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That's a lot of mistakes, then, considering how bad they've been since they've been in the World Series. But I thought which I think was like straight. 2004. 2005. Five. It was that weird 2005 season. Yeah, the fluky year. And that's five straight years of shit. Since I know, since they made the playoffs twice since then. Finished the best season ever in 2006, won 93 games. Uh, 96 Pythagorean, and then 2007 they won 89 games, but 95 Pythagorean. Uh, so it's just been three shit years since then. Okay. Yeah, three shit, and it's gotten real bad lately. This is they were so bad lately. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's a little delusional over there. I think he thinks he's a playoff team a lot of time, but. Zach, they won 58 games, and it was like a total shock to him. Oh, I don't think he thinks he's a playoff team this year. But... Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think uh, winning 58 games was like getting. Do you, many, do you know how many players on this roster OSA has higher than a 50 overall? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Two, Salgado, Salgado, and Eric Albert. Yep. I also have this Cortez Barboza guy over 50, but that's just me. Who you uh, actually just traded for? He's an Atlanta Brave. Yeah, he's he's who my scout says is the most developed player on the whole team. That's that's not good. Um, a bit. Some of this comes down to Luis Marte not panning out. It comes down to just um, bad. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say Marte didn't pan out. It's just you made a bunch of trades and you lost them. And Marte and, was also a scouting discovery. Yeah, they've oh, drafted was. horrible. I thought that he drafted him. Nope. Well, drafted see, you, have to, Kane. you have to be a little careful. He drafted Kane, and that was not a bad pick. No, but it, he gave up real quick. He drafted Tyler well, right, Trim. Yeah. He drafted James Kelly. 
Right, yeah, he trades these clowns. He drafted Chris uh, Chris Sandine. He drafted Billy Buckley. Right. Oh, yeah. He, he, Buckley and Trim are both good players. He, he trades all these clowns after he drafts them. He did it with Kane. Like, it's yeah. just He drafted not... Nate Anderson. He drafted <laughs> Eddie Rounceville. He really right. does not draft badly. He drafted yeah. Chris Robbins. Drafted, Zach has some problems. One of them is Robbins, not drafting. Anderson? Trim Buckley, Joel Rolo, Joel Rolo, who is oh, totally oh. God. <laughs> Joel Rolo, the reliever who's obviously a starter, and that deal. Is, he's shocked oh by him being a good starter. I, I, again, the the problem is not with the drafting. That's what yeah, everybody thinks. The guys that yeah. he drafted. My mistake. My mistake. So, but yeah, this team's awful. Yeah, they're, they're just awful. really, really bad. So there, there. It's this year's just the the year. Felix Salgado. What can he do? Yeah, it feels a little bit like the modern day White Sox, the real life White Sox. We're just, just watching Aloy Aloy Jimenez. Jimenez. Just let let the kids play. Yeah, we're just watching Aloy and Tim Anderson and Moncada, and that's basically what he's doing. He's just going to watch Cortez and Salgado and hope. So the the pitching staff is worse. I don't even think we need to touch on them. This makes year. me sad as an actual White Sox fan. But it's, it's just going to be bad. Can, can we move on to the Rangers? Yeah, we can. Rangers added. No one. I don't know if we need to waste two minutes on the Rangers then. If he's not going to fucking make one acquisition. It's going to be about Lupe Villegas, a whole bunch of rookies they have in their pitching, because they have a lot of rookies. They've got, is, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, eight rookies of note. Is Snodgrass making his debut finally? I think it yep. does. I think God. it does. He was uh, drafted so fucking long ago. Now he, was a, now he was a baby, but it was still a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, rookies that are probably good, that could make their debut, uh, at least in the rotation, Snodga- Snodgrass, Brockington, Cool, uh, Eric Snyder, uh, I believe uh, Phil Richards isn't a rookie, but it looks like he's on the downside. And then in the lineup, George O'Brien. Uh, they've got a couple uh, utility guys, Chris Burrows, Nate Griffin, John Madrigal. Um, I think Lupe Villegas needs to be traded at the deadline. Jeff Oberg needs to be traded if he can get anything. And maybe entertain something on Bubba Cleveland. If not him, one of the, I think some that we don't talk about a lot, Andy Holman. Oh, I'm a big fan of him. At least I've looked him up enough times because he's such a kind of a polarizing guy. And he's going to be a free agent this year. He's, he, I believe he's, he's headed for free agency uh, and he's asking for 13 and a quarter. So. That sounds like Dodger music to me. Um, I think that the, you need you just needs to move those out, move those outfielders Viegas, Oberg, and Holman. I think they need to be moved to the deadline. It's it's such a waste of Daniel Tucker and Zion fucking Cisse. So so yeah, sure. those, maybe, are, those are maybe the he entertains offers on Cisse. That would be great. Philip Woods also has been playing in the in spring training this year. That's probably his best piece. I think is Woods. Woods the juicy, juicy looking second baseman. And not just that, he's got vers- He can play anywhere on the field. He can play uh, anywhere on the field. We'll I've see. got him. I've got him as fifty-five plus in each. OSA has him fifty-five plus in each. Might not be able to play shortstop well or center field well, but in a pinch, he can definitely do worse. My scout has sixty-five range. He's pretty optimistic that he. So can play I mean, short. again, so again, he's we'll someone see. that could potentially play all seven outfield positions. Yeah, pretty fun. Um, nice player. Not not much on Texas. They're probably ticketed for for the crapper again. Yeah, they're waiting for. They invested a ton in Bobby Perez, and by a ton, I say way, way too much. 
They gave up Case and Green for Perez last year. And so now they just have to sit back and hope that Perez and Phillip Woods turn out. A few other pieces that may be on the move. Josh Brown, Mike Blackwell. It just you know makes what? me sad. I wanted we... more for Zion Cisse. <laughs> I hope he finds his way to Philadelphia at one point. Yep. As I will now... say that Texas did just draft Terminator Ted Heineman, which is exciting. So they did, I think, draft well this year, but they're two years away. So as we were pushing the two-hour mark, let's move on to the Rockies. They probably made the biggest acquisition this offseason, international free agent Mashiro Amemiya. And they paid him a ton. They did. $47 million this year. It drops to 33 in 2012, 33 again in 13, $27 million in 2014, and a even 20 in 2015. Yeah, now my scout's a hater. So I have no choice but to kind of be a hater at this point in time. I have no idea what he's going to be. He hasn't really played in spring training at all. But I got to just applaud Kiefer because this is a, a savvy move. My scout and OSA, OSA have already given him contact drops, and my scout's also given him a power drop. That's funny. I've had a, nothing but improvements, my scout. Um, so it's probably but, somewhere in the middle. This dude is going to... My scout's yeah. in the middle. If it makes it's a better. lot to pay for a DH, but when you have literally zero money on the books, then by all means, do it. He's cool going to make up roughly 71% of their payroll. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, pretty stupid. I'm sure all these people would just really resent him in the locker room, I'm sure. <laughs> Some Asian it's guy cruising in. It's actually ball. sort of funny to want, to look at how little the rest of this whole roster makes. It's no incredible. one else makes more than one point. Uh, one other person makes a million dollars, and that's yeah, Doug right. Pendleton. 47, yeah. and it drops to 960. Well, I brought up like Doug that. Pendleton a while back. Why did I bring up Doug Pendleton? Maybe it wasn't Pendleton that I brought up. It was someone else. It was – I forget who it was, but I brought up someone that was on this Rockies roster and some sort of tr- random trivia uh, it was when. probably one of the horrible relievers they had, I'm sure. It might have been. I, uh, I thought it was Pendleton. It might not have been. Oh, well. Um, this this team's going to hit. This is going to be a team that, that is going to score probably 800-plus runs this year. That's pretty optimistic, considering this is a 55-win team we're talking about. Uh, and you they, guys did were... no, they did nothing on the pitching side. They, they <laughs> added Naquan Philippots, and that was it on the pitching hey, side. But you guys were really drinking the Kool-Aid last year, saying... How good the Rockies going to be? I they was were not drinking terrible. anything. They were awful. No, they were awful. They didn't even score. They're going to be better this year, but that's partially because it would be tough to be worse. I believe we have to mention Phil Collins just for Michael. Yeah, that's not Phil Collins. Um, that's our Phil Collins. Um, Jeremy Campbell. They also traded for him. That's a fun X Factor move too. I like Jeremy Campbell. Yep. I'm not optimistic about him, but it's a cool move and a smart move. I think for a a team in his position. Um, and the other trade they made, Jody Jackson. It's a, he, He's a minor league contract guy at this point, so whatever. He might I do mean, well in, in Colorado. This is a team that's going to put up runs. This is this is going to look like this year's Colorado team, that like in real life, where they're losing games 10-9, to 12-11. Yeah, they scored 700 runs last year. Let's, let's slow our roll a little and bit. And they got so much better offensively. I don't know how much better offensively they are. I think they're better. I'm not sure I'm going to say so much. Somewhere in the middle. I like Campbell a lot. I don't like uh, Amamiya. Yeah, they didn't get any better. I don't see really where the improvements are. 
telling you right now, they put up at least 800 runs this year. No, just tell me who they added outside of uh, Amamaya. Amamaya, they added Kevin Maher, who I think is going to be great. Killed AAA last year. They're going to get, they should get a full season out of improved Alicact. Tanner Nelson may make his debut. Jeremy Campbell, if he can be what he was in Durham or Buffalo or Toronto, is going to be good. I think they had enough upgrades across the board, not to mention Jody Jackson DHing. I don't think a lot of these names you're mentioning are upgrades. I think a lot of these guys just flat out aren't ready for the majors. Uh, I don't see them cracking 60 games. So with his pitching, with his pitching, no. With his pitching, absolutely not. It's the pitching is atrocious. I don't see them being a hundred runs better, and that's what you guys are saying, and I just absolutely don't see it. I am not saying this. Unless, saying I, this. I am saying this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my so, stand here with Colorado. The jury's out on Amamiya. Oh, yeah. Uh, nobody knows what he's going to be. Amamiya. That's what I always think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Amamiya. If he's, if he's fucking great, then sure. Maybe they can, they can win some games, but I'm not expecting it, and he's got to be so good. And it's not going to okay. happen. So combined over under on home runs, Amamiya, Jody Jackson, I'm going to set that at 70. I will take oh. the under and I'll take a date with your sister. Uh, just absolute. It might not be half that. Dude, what the fuck is that? If Amamiya, if Amamiya does not play well, the, the, I mean, yes. 70? He could hit, he 70, could hit 35 he, apiece. He could hit 50 by himself if things Jody go Jackson, well. Jody Jackson's not even good anymore. He played in the minor leagues all year. Jody Jackson could also get hurt for the season in the first sim, right? I like, think I'll set it at 50. I might set the over-under at 35. Yeah, Three. That could happen. I will half your over-under. Yeah. Jake, that was terrible. You're terrible. I, I, it all depends on Amamiya. I, you're far too obsessed with Jody Jackson. I've, I hate Jody Jackson. So we've now passed the two-hour mark. Let's take our predictions on the central. Oh, my God. Ooh. All right. Chicago Cubs are going to win the division. I think that's the boldest take I have. Um, still think Houston takes third. Of course, Milwaukee second. Um, Kansas City's going to be fourth. Probably. Spite. They're probably going to miss by like four games, and they're going to have everybody in the world hurt. So it's like going to be a miracle if they don't make it, but they're not going to make it. And then, honestly, who cares? I don't care. St. Louis fifth, and then beyond that, who cares? Um, I think Milwaukee's pitching will be good enough to keep them in first. I think the Cubs regress enough where I think Houston overtakes them, takes second. Chicago third. I think that Kansas City is going to have a terrible first month of the season. The pitching's not going to be anywhere close to what he thinks it is. Matt Gary's going to have an ERA over four. Highland's going to have an ERA over four. And he is selling by the middle of May. And they fall to sixth. You know what? That's not even a bold prediction because even if he has a great start, he's still selling by the middle of May. St. Louis you know fourth, that. Colorado fifth, Kansas City sixth, and then who cares? Yeah. Whatever. I will take the Cubs, who I still think my bold take is they're actually going to be better than last year. I think they Thank get more you. than more than the ninety-three wins they had last year. Milwaukee in sixth or Milwaukee in second, but I think that's a close race like I think that could be like three games at the most Houston, St. Louis, Kansas City, Colorado, Texas and then the White Sox. 
Thank you for listening to the Western Region. We will bring you the Eastern Region tomorrow night. But for now, we will leave you with this beautiful two-hour podcast on the Western Region. Thank you all for listening.